recorded live. Hey everyone, Hudson here. You are listening to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. <clears throat> Today is June 16th, 2015, and this is episode number 117. It's our Nintendo E3 2015 special. E3 is here, lots of announcements, lots of stuff to discuss, and we are here to talk about it with you all. And here to discuss it with me is Steve. Hey guys, it's been a long day, and I'm not even in LA with everybody else like doing E3. I'm tired. <laughs> I know about you. That is true. That is true. We also have Greg here with us. Hey guys, I also agree it's been a long day. I've been working outside for before E3, and then like right after Nintendo's main show. Yeah. <laughs> and Barry. Hey guys. Hope you guys are enjoying E3. All right. So we are here to discuss the latest and greatest from Nintendo from E3. And the cool thing about this podcast as well is we like to make it interactive. You know, we're here to discuss E3, but we want to know what you guys think too. And you can do that uh, while you watch us and, or, and or listen to us live. And the full details on how to do that are on NintendoFuse.com. If you go there, it'll give you the details on how to join us. You can either join the chat room, which um, shout out to uh, uh, Mike, a fellow Nintendo Fuse staff member, as well as Kyle um, in the in the chat. <coughs> and you can also call in via TalkShoe and voice your opinions live on the podcast as well. So we want to know what you guys think about E3 because uh, I'm sure lots of people have, have many things to say. So um, first things first. Uh, I'm going to ask two questions uh, of everybody here. So the first, I'll tell you both questions first. So the first question is going to be one word to sum up the uh, Nintendo overall E3, like everything that Nintendo had at E3 so far, and then one word to describe the digital event specifically. So uh, what's what's one word that that you would use to describe overall E3, Steve? Oh man, I wasn't prepared for this. Um, <laughs> I wanted, I want to get your like reaction, like your, you know. <laughs> um, I, I I can think of it a phrase, but I'm trying to think of one word. Um, okay. Uh, I go with the phrase. Go with the phrase. I, I'm going to hyphenate all these words to make it one word. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I'll say experience experience were my one word because I think there's there's a lot of things that we saw um, but like a lot of times with Nintendo's announcements you need to actually experience them you can't just see them to like be really odd you need to experience it so I think that's that's in, in, in general were yeah that's that's a good word for me okay and what about the digital events specifically uh, transition Is it the same or do you have a different reaction Transition is transition, my word. They right, used okay. it a lot. It just comes to my mind right away. Um, I think there's a lot of things transitioning with their games, but I think it seems like Nintendo themselves are, are really in a transition time right now. So um, I'm going to steal it from them and say transition. All right, there we go. Uh, Greg, what about you? Overall, Nintendo at E3. I think it's been um, terrific, actually. I would use that word for... I like having the variety of days and the variety of like content that they've shown so far. Okay. And the digital event specifically? I would actually kind of say so, like somewhat disappointing. Um, 
I guess I was waiting for it to shoot higher, and then it was kind of weird with the puppets and everything. But I kind of like last year with the more claymation style. It seemed like it fit better, and seems like also there's more humor built into it as well. Right, right. Okay. Uh, Barry, what about you? Overall, Nintendo E3. Overall, I'd have to use the word exhilarating because it's almost been like a roller coaster, just like nonstop uh, from Smash until Treehouse today. There's just been so much, so I'd say exhilarating. Okay. And then the digital event? For the digital event, I would use the word fun. Unlike Greg, I enjoyed the puppets, and the first thing I thought of uh, when I first saw them is Nintendo's marching to the beat of their own drums. They're just out there having fun. Damn to everybody else. And that's the attitude I took the rest of the direct. was like, all right, they're going to have fun. I'm going to have fun. Screw everybody else. Okay. All right. Fair enough. The, the overall Nintendo E3, I would use the word interesting. Um, good interesting, bad interesting. I don't know. Maybe a mix. But overall, it was it was interesting. Um and then the digital event, uh, I'm going to have to copy Greg on that one and, and use that word disappointing for me uh, for for that digital event. But, you know, we'll get into all that uh, a little bit later. Um, what about you guys? Anybody in the chat, let me know what, what your words to describe, you know, Nintendo at E3 are, and, and we'll mention them uh, on, the, on the podcast as well. So <laughs> what we're going to do, uh, by the way, with this podcast is, we're going to kind of start off briefly and talk about the Smash Brothers presentation, uh, which happened on Sunday, then get into the Nintendo World Championships, and then we'll talk about the digital event. So the Smash Brothers presentation happened, right? And lots of announcements. Uh, most of it had already leaked. Uh, so we kind of knew what was coming, but hey, we actually got to see it now, you know? Um, so uh, obviously Lucas has been released. Roy is back. Uh, he's out now. Ryu from Street Fighter. Uh, playable as well. Uh, lots of Mii Fighter costumes, including uh, from Splatoon. Uh, we got representation from Virtua Fighter and Tekken as well. Um, some some like Mega Man costumes. Uh, there's a new Miiverse stage, which is free, uh, but then uh, downloadable content in the form of uh, um, Dreamland from the N64 game. And they also announced returning stages eventually in the future, Hyrule Castle, and I forget the name of it, but one of the other Smash Brothers Peach's Castle. Peach's Castle, okay. So, uh, yeah, so that's returning eventually. Tournament mode's coming in August. They showed Amiibo on the way as well. Mii Fighter Amiibo are coming. They're going to make an Amiibo of all the DLC characters eventually. Um, Yeah, lots of different announcements kind of all put together in this little presentation there. Um, So what did you guys think about all the announcements? Have you actually purchased the stuff? Have you played it? Uh, what What are your thoughts on that? I thought it was cool that there there were still some surprises that that weren't leaked at a time. That that was that was great to, that you know not everything was was um, you know leaked and we still you know heard a lot of, of cool things. Um, I think the the biggest surprise for me really were the the Tekken and the Virtua Fighter uh, me costumes. Like that just kind of seemed like wow they're really pulling a lot of third party support in. So I was thinking man like who knows what they're going to do the rest of E3. And we'll talk about that soon, um, but that was that was kind of surprising uh, to me that that all these other you know the costumes that were coming in that I wasn't uh, expecting. I was really excited for Hyrule Castle, um, as I know a lot of other people are. Uh, that's going to be really really fun. I did download um, Lucas and uh, Ryu 
um, already. Um, and I do want to say, like, if you haven't done that yet, um, get ready for a, a stupid process of of getting them because it's just it's just ridiculous. Like, it was through that process, I was like, yes, Nintendo needs to really up their game and the whole like online market stuff because this should be automatic. I should be able to like, I like how I, I purchased the bundle. But that should have already like sent it to my account on my other system and downloaded it for me. Like having to go into my receipt on my 3DS, find the code, go into my Wii U and start up the the eShop, go into like click the enter uh, code thing, enter it all in, and then have it tell me, okay, I have to be okay with uh, with it updating, and oh, I haven't updated my uh, Smash Brothers software yet, so it's going to be a, it's going to download another thing, and then I have to go through two or three different string, screens of okaying it and all those other things, and then once I get done doing the Lucas one, I have to go back into the main screen on the eShop and do it all over again for my Ryu one. It's just like this is dumb. It should have automatically downloaded. Like when I purchased both of them on my 3DS, it should have said, oh, he's got an account on Wii U. Let's go ahead and, and pre-download them for him. So as soon as he fires up Smash Brothers next time it's already there waiting for him. That would have been fantastic. But beside the process, um, I think it's great to have both of them back. I haven't played with them yet because I've been so busy with E3 stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. Um, I think it's really cool that Ryu's uh, moveset um, from Smash Brother, or from, uh, from Street Fighter has been brought in. That was really unexpected as well. Um, you know, we, we knew about the two different uh, Final Smashes, but the, the moveset was, was not known as far as I know and that was that was kind of a cool surprise um, because I use Ryu a lot in Smash Brothers or uh, in, uh, not Smash Brothers in oh. Street Fighter and so I will be using him probably in Smash Brothers but uh, so that was cool to know you can actually use the uh, you know the original moveset I think he's made pretty powerful um, I think like Little Mac he doesn't have much of a recover so that kind of balances him out a little bit um, but he seems pretty powerful and those combo attacks are going to be fun to, to pull off so Thoughts. Cool. What about you, Greg? Um, I guess this goes complete 180. The one character I got was just Roy, but I do have intentions to get <laughs> Lucas and Ryu, but it just turned out that I was like, well, Roy was the one I wanted most because I love the Fire Emblem stuff. So, anyways, I did use him very, very briefly, maybe one or two matches total. Um, it was pretty cool to see him in action, and I was doing pretty solid. I mean, he plays kind of similar to, like, Mark, as everyone always claims, so it was pretty cool to have another option available for that. Um, I did run into the same thing with Steve, all the, the huge process thing, but I don't have to go into quite as in-depth, because we already heard it from Steve, but obviously I had to first, I had actually had to update my 3DS, and then update the Smash Brothers on there, because I don't usually have my 3DS online at home, because I use the update, um, still past me thing a lot more, so Sure. Like I forgot about updating my 3DS. I had to do that too. <laughs> but I bought it on Wii U, so I get updated the game first, and then it said, let's all go to the shop, buy the characters, but then I was like, getting the high traffic stuff. So then later in the day is when I actually was able to successfully go through and make the purchase on it. So, yeah, everything needed to be updated. It wasn't unprocessed, but. Mm-hmm. Nasty said it was nice to get everything all pretty much all at once, except for the tournament mode. Pretty excited to see that coming back, and then it'll be cool. We can have online tourneys, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be quite as like the Mario Kart um, 
tournament rooms kind of thing. It sounds like it's going to be more of just the official tournament. So it doesn't seem like we'd be able to create like a Nintendo Fuse one and have our followers and listeners and everything like play against us. But at least that's what I got from it. But overall, it's pretty exciting. But it was cool to see the coverage, and I only had to watch it a couple times because so I was getting distracted throughout the day. <laughs> right. Cool. And what about you, Barry? Yeah, I had a similar experience with Steam. I got the bundle, and I had to update both my Wii U and then the 3DS, and I got the receipt. And I agree. I wish it was just linked to your Nintendo Network ID. Oh, look, you bought the bundle next time you boot up the 3DS version. You know, go to the, at least go to the shops and go click bundle, boom, download or something. Something a little more streamlined. But I did it. I wound up getting everything installed. And on both the 3DS and the uh, Wii U, I played through Classic with all three characters. I played a couple matches on Ryu Stage and Dreamland uh, 64 and the Miiverse Stage uh, on both systems, Miiverse only on Wii U. And I really enjoyed it. I thought Ryu was way more in-depth than I expected, and I really am having fun with him. Uh, you know, Lucas, I'm not great with. I'm not great with Ness, so kind of goes hand in hand. And uh, Roy, I'm so happy that he's back because I loved him in Melee and I felt he didn't get any love since then, so I was just really happy to see him back. Uh, I messed around with the costumes a little bit. Uh, Isabel's freaking adorable uh, with your little uh, cone. But uh, I thought about the Direct and I was really upset that some of the stuff was leaked. Even though we had the sound files from ages ago of Ryu and, and Roy, so it was suspected, it was almost like this is almost so far out there, we must be reaching. Must have renamed it something. But then when the leaks happened, just like a day before, and from what I understand, people at Nintendo that didn't know, the higher-ups didn't know, and they didn't have the heart to tell them that this stuff had been leaked. Uh, and I just felt bad. Like I felt bad for Sakurai. I remember what happened with uh, Subspace Emissary, and that's why we didn't get a single-player mode. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, no. If these, if these people leak this out and he finds out no more DLC characters, I'm going to hunt these people down, taken style, because this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, like, we're getting good things here. Don't ruin it for the rest of us. I have an interesting run. set of skills that come from <laughs> playing Smash Brothers for many, many years. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I heard it was kind of similar to that, like that data mine thing. So it was like they had uploaded like all the Ryu and um, Lucas data up, like and Roy uploaded to their servers. So it was like somebody like already had like access to the servers and was able to see a bunch of those files or something. They hacked yeah. the files that were up there. But I mean, come on, people, wait a day, a day. Let it happen, you know. Be surprised. So, like, when that Ryu trailer came at the end with, you know, uh, Super Street Fighter 2, Ryu, like, opening, like, I understood what they were going for. I loved it, but I would have loved it 150 billion times more had that leak not happened. I would have been like, holy shit, that, that thing was real. Like, where the hell am I dreaming? But now it's like, yeah, I knew this was coming. Yeah, I shared those yeah. same thoughts. It's like the best parts were already basically were the least parts. I mean, obviously it was nice to have, like, Dreamland. That's one of my favorite stages. But having that stage versus, like, a brand-new character, like, introduces completely different things on the scale. Yeah. It's just like going back to the 90s, walking into opening night of, like, The Sixth Sense and just shouting out, Bruce Willis is dead and walking out. Like, like that's what you're doing. You're taking what? the... 
like, oh, like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and you know, like you said, I hope it doesn't affect things negatively going forward because it, it seems like Sakurai is the type of guy that takes some of this stuff personally too. Um, good or bad, I mean, you know, he does it because he loves what he does, but then at the same time, you know, I hope this doesn't affect anything. Um, the uh, So, like, you know, um, like you all, it was kind of annoying the process of downloading the DLC, but I did, I did get all of it. Um, played with it a little bit, at least the new characters and stages. Um, I actually thought, Barry, that the Isabel costume was kind of creepy, the way that it was designed. It was a little weird. It was like you're, like, cutting open Isabel and, like, you know, like it, it was a little freaky for me because it's an animal in a way. It was like, uh, I don't know. Well, about yeah, it, it was. It was like you turned her into a bearskin rug and like yeah. draped her over. It was. Poor Mickey <laughs> went to your New Leaf Village, went into the mayor's office, killed her, skinned her, and now are wearing her skin in combat. No, not Isabel. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I suppose with all the dark, you know, Animal Crossing stuff with the evil villager and everything, it all kind of makes sense, you know. It all kind of comes together. But, uh, the, uh, but yeah, I mean, the new characters are fun. Um, I don't know that there are, any of them are going to be characters that I'll particularly use, you know, often, but um, they're all kind of neat in their own right. Um, and uh, I'm excited about the Smash Bros. 64 stages, so uh, <laughs> like Steve said as well, Hyrule Castle um, should be pretty fun. Um, so I'm excited to see that one come back. And I actually, the Miiver stage, I only played it in, a, in it like once or twice, but um, I love seeing like the, the posts from people uh, on the stage. So I like, I want to just go play that stage with a whole bunch of different characters and see what people have posted in Miiverse. And, and uh, I didn't even realize it, but it's kind of a nice feature. Like when you play on the Miiver stage and you win, it asks you after the results screen, if you want to post a Miiverse about that character. So right from the game, you can just go make a post. So that's actually pretty, pretty simple to do pretty quick, uh, which is nice. But, uh, but yeah, so overall, um, some, some good DLC and I'm excited about DLC and Smash Brothers because it's, that's everything. Interesting though. It, uh, it seems like um, they're not going to be adding any more stages, if any, to the game. Um, do you think that's a, that's a good move? Or are they, would you, are there any more that you would like to see that mm-hmm. they, they haven't added yet? I, well, I guess one thing is I don't know that I believe that too because looking at the the DLC screen, there's like three stages and there's so much empty space, you know. Um, but then again, you know, who knows? But I personally, the one stage that I want to see return is um, from Smash Brothers 64, and I'm blanking on the name, the Pokemon stage. Saffron um, City. Yeah, yeah, Saffron yep. City. Um, that was a lot of fun. So I, I want to see that one return, but. See, what yeah, I think they, they, they should get, like, some interns and just tell them, here's your job. Convert the remaining five and 64 stages to the Wii U, maybe one to the 3DS, and release a 64-pack. And then after that, have them do the remaining Melee stages and the Brawl and then the 3DS and just have them work on it. And, like, hey, look, you guys are tired of the Smash Brothers. Guess what? Have it, all the Brawl stages that haven't been there are all now back. Boom, new stage. <laughs> Because it's it's got to be cheap to to just convert over because the stages already exist. These aren't new stages, and, and it's money. Nintendo makes more money. That's true. I think it's the music stuff. I wonder is that that they because they want to do things so excellently 
that they don't want to just like halfway, you know, just like port over a stage. They want to actually like give us a really quality, you know, like five or six different options for music and everything. Which like really to me that's okay if they don't. Like if they just gave me the, the stage and just let me pick from the original music or anything else that's already in the game, that I'd be fine with that. But I think they probably think oh, we have to provide, you know, five or six different versions of the exact same song and all this different stuff and from different stages so that really rounds out each stage. And that makes the process harder because they get, a lot of times they're re-recording it with, uh, with symphonies and all this other stuff. But if they're just porting over the stage, that'd be different. You know what? You may have a point. However, if you look at the four new characters, and, and I'm assuming this is going to go with all DLC characters, they don't have custom movesets. They have one moveset. So they didn't go ahead and make each character with 12, you know, different moves each. They just said, here's your basic move. That's what you're getting. So they could say, oh, look, another Zelda stage. Play from different Zelda music. Some Mario stage. There's other Mario music in the game. I mean, that's something they could easily do. And I'm, I'm kind of surprised because Ryu came with the stage. I'm really surprised Lucas did not come over with Newport City because that stage is perfect for A-player Smash. And we'll, that, that's where it'll live its glory. Yeah, that's, that's really weird. That, that he was the only one that really came over with the stage. That's that was odd to me. Yeah, I guess they probably did that just so that. I mean, he. I guess he would have been the only character that didn't have some sort of stage representation in some way. So I guess they had to put some sort of stage. But it would have been nice if the other characters also came with the stage too. I think um, definitely. I know it's kind of the cheaper route for that. <laughs> I kind of like that Roy was cheaper because he didn't have the stage with it. Yeah, but yeah. it was a but, you know, for the- They could give options, too, you know, and, like, offer it without the stage or, you know, with the stage separate, something like that, too. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's still a lot of content that was released, though, and, uh, you know, I'm assuming there's there, they've got to have more content coming, too, because the Smash Ballot is still going on, so you know they're going to have more DLC coming up too still. So I'm excited to see what else what else comes next for sure. Um, but that is the Smash Brothers presentation. Uh, I want to jump real quick to the chat, and I want to say um, when, I, when I was asking people what they thought about Nintendo at E3, Kyle says, um, I got to go with Hassan. It was interesting. And then Mike says, tame. Um, <coughs> so um, th- those are their thoughts on on the on the conference so uh yeah so that was the smash Brothers presentation and then after that uh, a couple hours later later in the day they had the nintendo world championships which before the world championships there was a pre-show and you know they showed us yoshi's woolly world gameplay which is kind of nice and then of course all out of nowhere they just announced something that like people flipped out about and it was like why did you announce this in this random pre-show you know of all time uh earthbound beginnings um, is coming and it's the first mother one um, happening and um, the uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's basically it's coming to Wii U Virtual Console it's out now Wii U Virtual Console and um, it's uh, it was never that translation I don't think was ever officially released in the West so now it finally is here basically so it's kind of a, a big deal for in that regard. Um, and yeah, I mean, what do you guys, are you guys, did you guys buy it? Are you going to buy it? I did not. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I, I, yeah, I think once I, once I get around and we, you know, 
find myself enough time, I, I do want to play through um, both of them uh, because I've never played it through Earthbound before. I, I started it one time and just um, I think I played a couple hours and that was that was really about it. So it'd be great if um, yeah if I get some time to actually like play through all of them and hopefully they do release the third one um, so I can kind of complete the story there. But uh, yeah, I I haven't I haven't downloaded it. I might eventually, but I'm I'm not gonna jump on it right away. Gotcha. What about you, Greg? Um, I was thinking about getting it. Um, I did pick up Earthbound, but I haven't even fired it up yet. But I think I might at least support it and pick it up because I feel like it's gonna be one of those things that they're gonna remove from the eShop at some point in the future. So. I was thinking I'd pretty much get it to have it and be able to play it if I get the time for it. Right, right. What about you, Barry? Uh, I haven't picked it up yet. I'm I'm still holding out, hoping for a digital or a physical release. Although I think I might have to purchase this just to say, look, there's interest. Now give me my collection. Uh, <laughs> I think they're missing. I think they're really missing out on, on easy money, but I guess this, uh, the sales of this might determine that or not. Right. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely interesting that they decided to do that. And, it, and it, I think a lot of people were speculating that that meant they were going to announce Mother 3 coming uh, to the West. Uh, didn't happen, but that doesn't mean it's not, you know, in in the plans, I guess, um, maybe depending on how the sales of this one go as well. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see what uh, what comes of this, if anything. Um, so that was announced at the pre-show, and then they went into the Nintendo World Championships. And if you have not watched the World Championships, I highly recommend to go watch it. Um, you know, honestly, probably in its entirety. I mean, I thought, personally, it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, it had its moments, you know, things that might, you know, could have been improved and stuff. But overall, I mean, I was thoroughly entertained. Um, there, there was a lot of great stuff happening, especially when it got back down to like the final rounds with Super Mario Maker and everything. Oh my goodness, I was like loving it basically. So it was it was awesome. Um, did you guys watch the World Championships? Were you like as excited about it, or did you you know what did you think about that? Uh, I watched it afterward because I, w- I was just busy at that time. Um, knew I was going to be, and and so actually, I, by the time I got home, it was like the last couple rounds of the finals. I don't know if we're going to spoil anything, so I'll just kind of ambiguously say that um, it was the last couple rounds of the finals, um, and um, so I knew who won it, but I went back and watched the entire thing um, just because I, I I wanted to see it in its entirety. I think it I think it was good. I think um, I, I would have liked to have seen something. Uh, a little more, I don't know, exciting. I think it was it was exciting, but I think it was it was kind of low key. Like it was very similar to the the Smash Brothers tournament actually um, that they had last year. And and while it was okay, I kind of feel like I would have liked to have seen a little more um, polish, I guess, um, a little more professionalism. Because um, at times it was very professional and very it seemed great, and at other times you're just like, well, I guess this is uh, the next game. You guys uh, ready? Okay. Um, so it, it seemed like I don't know. I, I would I would have just liked a little more polish, a little more professionalism. I think um, maybe a little more pizzazz. I don't know. Um, 
but I, I think part of that is because of what Barry had said during his uh, our last podcast. He really got my hopes up for seeing something like that, and that's not what happened. So, <laughs> way to go, Barry. Really, you just painted this amazing dream picture in my head, and they shattered it. Like, not, not a good shattering. Well, well, you know, I was... I'll talk about it when it's my turn, but I was right. At least it did end with Mario. I, I did predict that. <laughs> that, that. That's true, I guess. Um, I think the the variety of games was interesting. Um, I would have liked to have seen a little more variety, I think, um, because they, while a couple of them seemed like they were out of left field, um, most of them seemed somewhat predictable. Um, and I think... Uh, it would have been cool to kind of throw some really big curveballs at some of these guys and just like say, okay, how are you going to do with this game that everybody had forgotten about? And like, there's no way you would have practiced it because no one remembered it even existed or something. Um, that would have been kind of cool to, to see something like that. But um, at the same time, I mean, we only had, you know, just a few hours of technically only seven games. They said it was ten, but I don't believe them. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I think, like, looking back at the 1990s, um, the original one, I, I was I was just kind of doing some research and stuff, and I, I love the fact that there were I think 20-something, maybe I, I may be wrong, I can't remember the exact number, but there were a lot more regional tournaments for, for the nineteen ninety competition than there were this time. Eight is just ridiculous. Like and they handpicked some of them. And I know like they were good players. Um they're they're excellent. They might have won anyhow. But it would have been kinda nice to have more um regional competitions to get more people plugged in and just made it a bigger, you know, bigger hype to them overall. Yeah. Definitely. Um what about you, Greg? Yeah, I kind of share some of those same thoughts. Overall it's kind of cool that they brought it back and everything, but I would guess that was also along the lines that kind of shows more variety. We didn't have, like, any 64 games. We didn't have very, like, we only had, like, the one 3DS game, and it seemed like it was just a couple of NES titles, a Super Nintendo title, and then, like, the bunch of Wii U games. Um, I guess I kind of expected, like, Mario Kart and Smash Brothers to be part of it, but, I mean, I also thought that Mario Kart part was somewhat on the unfair side because it was like the 200 cc stuff that has been barely been out for like a month so it's like pretty hard to prepare for something like that along even obviously Splatoon I just released too but um, you can never really control that either but I think that kind of uh, threw some people on the ropes because like how could you prepare for it when <laughs> obviously you know you were qualified and you're going there so you probably didn't have much time to even play Splatoon so Overall, it was pretty surprising. I did kind of enjoy like the format with the underground place, and the person was able to come back and at the at the end of the underground. Um, as I also agree with what Steve and everyone else is saying, but the wish there was more like even like they should have had like more tournaments like nationwide and to get a better selection of players and even additional ones at that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, I know I was kind of disappointed with the, Metro, the Super Metroid segments. It seemed like they were all pretty terrible at it, but I guess you can't be good at every game. Right. Yeah, that was that was pretty interesting to see that. <laughs> uh, what about you, Barry? What did you think about the Nintendo World Championship? Before before you talk, Barry, we probably need to let people know that are watching the live stream and then the uh, the video afterwards. Um, 
Greg's call keeps dropping, like um, his hangout keeps dropping. So that's why if you end up not hearing him or seeing him for a while, that he keeps dropping. So we're not just sitting around like staring at each other on the screen. <laughs> like we're we're actually listening to Greg. No, you phone, shouldn't have. But you shouldn't have watched it that way. Can, that would have been so entertaining. Everybody <laughs> would have been like, "This is the greatest thing ever." PSA <laughs> from Steve to ruin the fun. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I I just felt like someone like what's going on? I didn't even realize that. Comment, one comment from the person like, uh guys, what are you doing? <laughs> Maybe we should just drop off now and then avoid that confusion. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um right. so sorry, that's all yeah, right. Yeah, what do you think, Gary? Yeah, yeah, now that I was so rudely interrupted by, by Steve's PSA, I see a horse laughing over there. Bastard. Um, I watched them. I I enjoyed it. It was definitely entertaining. Um, my 92-year-old grandmother even started watching a little bit, and she was entertained. So that was kind of cool. Um, honestly, obviously my prediction from last podcast didn't come true. There was Fred Savage. There was no people from the Wizards. There wasn't even a mention of the Wizards. Um, and it didn't end with the unveil of a brand new Mario game or, or any new game for that matter. It did it did show up one new game which was nice to see at least something, but it it wasn't what I was expecting. I don't think it was what anybody was expecting. Um I was happy to see a variety in the in the uh franchises that were represented. Zelda had representative Metroid apparently had two that we now learned. Uh Balloon Fight got a representation, Mario party or Mario Kart, you know, I was happy about that. Uh, Splatoon, I understood it's their new game. They want to push it out to everybody, show it up right away. But what I really would have liked to see is I would have liked to see a Game Boy game like Tetris or Dr. Mario. I would have liked to see, you know, another game or Game Boy Advance, a DS. Hell, I would like to see them try to, who can get the highest in Mario Clash and bring out Virtual Boys and watch them all go, what the heck is that? You know, like, I've never played one of these in my life. You know, like, I would love that, like a real Nintendo history thing, which they sort of did with, you know, Zelda and then Super Metroid and Balloon Fight. But then they had Mario Kart 8. Why Mario Kart 8? Because it's your newest one. But do one of the other ones. How about Mario Kart 7 or Double Dash? Double Dash would be great. GameCube or Super Mario Kart, which is incredibly difficult, or even uh, the Super Circuit one, which I think is even more difficult. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been a great GBA game. Like they could have done it with all these other games, but you know what's funny is if you think about the Wizard, the Wizard was nothing more than a 90-minute glorified commercial for Super Mario Brothers 3. And if you think about the Nintendo World Championship. It was really a four-hour commercial for Super Mario Maker. So they kind of got that right. Which is actually pretty representative of Nintendo's E3 presence. Is more <laughs> like a four-day yeah. advertisement for Super Mario Maker. That's true, but yeah. this, that's not broadcast to everybody. This is you know directly hammered in. No, like no. What I'm seeing is, is what they are broadcasting is really just a giant advertisement for Super <laughs> oh, yeah. Mario Maker. Everything's like 30th anniversary Mario, like everything else, and it also because we just had really a big 25th anniversary celebration. We don't need a big celebration every five years. And said, no, we get it. It's Mario. We love Mario as much as you do, but 
we don't need all these anniversary celebrations, you know? <laughs> I think they had felt kind of bad because, like, the 25th one, they didn't really do much. It was just, like, that um, All-Stars pack for Wii. And then, like, Zelda got, like, this, all these concerts and all this stuff. And so I think it was just the, kind of the redemption for what, how they did the 25th. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I think it's cool that they are doing that. I just hope that we don't see another huge celebration again. It's 35th anniversary and, like, you know, they're just 31st. kind of keep repeating that. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're over the hey. 30 years now, guys. Let's celebrate. You know what? Honestly, if they come out and say, guess what? It's the 35th anniversary of Mario. We've got Super Mario 64 2. We've got Super Mario RPG 2 developed by Square. We've got Galaxy 3 and Sunshine 2 all coming out the same year. I'll shut your trap. That's how I want to celebrate that anniversary. And I don't think people will complain too much. Yeah, no, I... I'm with you there. If, if that's how they want to celebrate, then, hey, have whatever parties you want. I will be there celebrating. <laughs> um, definitely. The uh, Yeah, the Nintendo World Championships was certainly interesting. Um, you know, having more variety in some of the games, I think, would have been nice. Um, but I think uh, <clears throat> overall, um, I, I was happy with, with overall the choices they made this time. I hope that the World Championships is something they do continue every year. And so that then next year they can kind of change it up a bit if they've already done some of the stuff this time around, you know, um, that sort of thing. Um, but before I do, I wait 15 years before another one. Yeah. (laughs) Oh gosh. Hey, you know what? (laughs) I hope not. You know what would have been a great representative for the 64 Star Fox 64 multiplayer that they could have used to remind people about that right before something else was shown off. Yeah, That's true. I would have actually liked. Uh, did you guys see the the previous winner or winners like at all? Like they were supposed to be special guests, and I, I don't yeah, remember they were in the seeing audience. them or drawing attention to them. They were there. Like, did, yeah. they, did, they, did they draw attention to them? Because I didn't uh-huh. see them. I might have been looking away. Right at the beginning, they said, "Hey, give it up to our guests of honor." The previous two runner-up and the winner of the one in 1990. They stood up, waved. Yeah, I don't really think they stood up. I think they just waved, and that was it. Never brought up. Um, see. I thought it would be really cool to, like, have them on stage and, like, at least have them on stage. Let nothing else, just, like, really draw attention to them because they were the previous winners. You know, it would have been cool if the previous winner actually handed the trophy to the new winner, kind of like passing the torch kind of deal. No, instead you get uh, (laughs) Kevin Pereira being really awkward about it, saying, I I wish I had something to give you. Oh, right, you saw it leaked on the Internet. We we do have something. Um, uh, Yeah, uh, yeah. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, here it is. Here, here's your trophy. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, it would have been nice for them to do more with those with those guys. I think for sure. Um, but I feel like I guess there was just so much stuff in there too that it was hard for them to really do much. Um, the uh, um, I did want to say with the World Championships though, um, some of the stuff that happened like that I felt like was kind of unscripted was like some of the most entertaining stuff too. Like with Splatoon, there was that kid there with the commentary that he made. It's like, Oh my gosh, this kid, there are moments when I was like, what is this kid saying? And then he blurted out that one line that was like, I got a true question for you all. Are you a kid or are you a squid? And I busted out laughing and I was like, I love this kid. This was amazing. Wasn't <laughs> it? Huh? I thought his name was, wasn't it Mini Wheat? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. I guess he streams with his dad or something on on uh, uh, online and stuff. But um, yeah, that, that yeah people were asking about him like on on Twitter and stuff. They're like, "Where where's Mini We?" Like later on, like during other presentations. Um, I, another thing against a kid because he's a kid, but he was really annoying to me. Like I <laughs> share with you guys, <laughs> like, wow, I can't. I hope they don't keep him the entire time because he was getting really obnoxious to me. Um, and so it's funny, like so many other people really liked him and, and really wanted to stick around where I was like, I can't wait till he gets <laughs> on the stage. Um, it was the same way today with like this on the treehouse stuff. There's like certain people that I could just, that they're fine. I could listen to them all day talking about games. There's a couple from the treehouse that are just like, shut up. Like you're a really obnoxious right now. And I'm sure other people are probably saying the same thing about me while they're listening to this podcast. So I, I know to each his own. Um, but yeah, it's funny to just, like, I was so annoyed by him, and then other people, <laughs> and uh, so other people were, like, you know, really liking him, so it was kind of funny. Right. Um, now, before we continue on, uh, we do have a caller on the line, Duke Hex, uh, so let's get him on the line here. Hey, Duke Hex, how are you? Uh, hello, uh, you can hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, can you hear us? Oh yeah, so uh, hello, it's uh, Duke CT. Um, I this is my first time on the uh, show, and you guys are on a really, um, a really good show here. So I'm uh, really, this is a really uh, interesting program. And honestly, the one thing I really liked about the whole Nintendo Championships, you know, was probably one of the most entertaining things. Uh, World Championships, probably one of the most entertaining things I've seen in E3. You know, you know, was on Sunday. I didn't know. It was, I almost forgot it was on. I watched it. You know, funny enough, I was supposed to watch um, uh, see, uh, WWE's Money in the Bank, and I'm like, you know what? I switched off because it was boring me, and I was like, screw it. I'm just watching this, and I was just really entertained by um, uh, the, the World Championship because not only because of the – I like Mini Wheat, by the way. I like that. <laughs> I like him. But also, I love the um, the uh, Mario, um, the Mario Maker stuff, which was mm. – just amazing. You know, I was like, and then uh, the most funniest part was like, he opened that door and he saw all those rows of Bowser's. I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, that man. Those, those stages were so trollish of, of the treehouse. It was amazing to watch. <laughs> yeah. And I, I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait to actually play the game because it looked so much fun. And I think uh, I like the uh, direction they went with the surprises, trying to keep people on their toes. A little bit of classic, a little bit of new. I would like to see Star Fox in there. That would have been nice. But maybe that would have been tipping the head a little too much because, you know, today they premiered Star Fox on um, Zero, which looks pretty cool. I like that. I actually really like that because, you know, because I'm not – but then again, I'm worried a bit because it looks like it's going to be a bit – it looks like it's going to be a little bit hard to control a bit. You know, like it's going to be – you know that's gonna that's gonna really um, seal the deal for me how it controls mm-hmm. because if it controls if it's hard and frustrating then I don't care how good it looks it looks great but I won't buy it but if it is real cold because most of the Wii U games I do have to control are really good you know I just have to wait you know I'm not gonna pre-order anything else but you know yeah no it, it, looks, it looks like an interesting control scheme so it'll definitely be be interesting to see you know how it does end up playing for sure. Yeah, um, and also Xenoblade Chronicles X, that looks like it's going to be um, just going to be great. 
I can't wait to see the, uh, that because um, it's coming out in December, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm already um, already got all the stuff there. I mean, I already got uh, the Blade Chronicles, which you know, I mean, I'm still haven't done that game yet. I mean, a hundred, uh, you know, over a hundred hours. I still haven't played a game yet, but you know, it's still probably one of my funnest games to ever uh, play and everything else. So, yeah, I can't wait to see because there's a lot of positive stuff there uh, for the uh, E three and everything else. So I can't wait. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot more. of good stuff coming. A lot of good stuff, definitely, definitely. Um, well, thank you for calling in, Duke CT. I appreciate it. All right, you'll you'll see me pop again somewhat. Um, Yeah, Yeah, sounds good. Uh, Thanks very much. Thank you. Have a good night. Uh, Bye-bye. Cool, yeah, thank you uh, for for calling in again, Duke CT. Always nice to to hear from some other people. Um, Yeah, definitely, we'll we'll kind of talk a bit more about Xenoblade Chronicles X and and Star Fox Zero uh, as well. Um, but, uh, Nintendo world championships, you know, overall, you know, I think, um, it was definitely entertaining and I hope that we see, you know, more events like that every year. I hope either they do this on an annual basis or similar things like that for sure. It'll definitely be, uh, be a lot of fun to, to see more of that. Um, so that is that with the Nintendo world championships. And then today, of course, was the big digital event, right? So we had Sony and Microsoft's conference yesterday, all the other third party conferences, and then all eyes on Nintendo today. Um, and this is it, the digital event. So, um, I am going to basically go in order of, uh, I have the press release up and I'm just going to kind of go in order of the press release. So it's not in order of what was announced, um, on, and the, uh, the digital event basically, but, uh, to kind of kick things off because this also kind of was the big finale of the Nintendo world championships and kind of the big game of E3 from Nintendo. Super Mario Maker. Um, so we saw some of those treehouse built levels for the game. Uh, they made some more announcements about how the game includes this little book with it's 100 pages of various illustrations, which is pretty interesting. There's also two special uh, Mario Amiibo figures, uh, like old school um, 8-bit Mario's, one classic style, one modern style. Um, and those Amiibo will give you a big mushroom power-up in the game. You can also use other Amiibo in the game, for example, like Link, Kirby, Wii Fit Trainer, to have, you know, like uh, those characters appear in the game to play as as well. So the game releases on September 11th, and uh, yeah, so that's Super Mario Maker, which, by the way, they gave us, I guess, the official title now instead of Mario Maker. It's Super Mario Maker. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, Super Mario Maker went from after E3, you know, as much as Nintendo really blasted this in our faces, I got to give them props because they sold me on it completely after this E3. Um, it was one of those things that I was like, you know what? Yeah, I might pick up and try out levels that people build. It'd be kind of fun to, I need this game now. I need to play around with this. I need to build my own stuff. I need to see what other people build. I am so excited for this now, especially after those treehouse levels. Oh my goodness. Those were just, so entertaining. Oh, man. What, are you guys excited about Super Mario Maker now? I am, and I, I think now that we've seen more of the game, what you can really do with it and see how it's, it's not just, you know, one left to right level and that's it um, that you can build. You can surely build these entire worlds and just, like, um, especially how the, you can enter doors and go to different, 
you know, parts of the different levels and link them all together. I think it's really cool, and I think that's uh, it's going to be really exciting to play other people's levels. Um, you know, I'll, I'll dabble in, in trying to put, you know, a couple of my own together, but I'm I'm really excited the fact that you know, in a way, kind of Barry, it was it's like you know, this this is like the new Mario game because this could be you know Super Mario Brothers Four or Super Mario World Three or you know Mario you know, new Super Mario Brothers, whatever they are on now. Um, but, like, because, like, it, it's really, like, every day you get home from work or school or whatever and you fire it up, you never know what you're going to find in terms of new levels um, that are put online. And, and I think that's really exciting. I think it's, it's a game that hopefully will continue living on and on and on and on for, for, for years. Um, and I think it's, it's really exciting because um, I, th- I, I love the games like... Um, Little Big Planet, for instance, because there's so much talent um, between people that are really making some amazing levels and, and games within that within that world. And so I think um, I think Super Mario Maker is going to be very similar to that. And it's exciting too to to like you know dabble a little bit in level creation and kind of in a way kind of learn how to to make a, a platform game. Um, I think that's, that's pretty exciting. And it was exciting to hear, like, the whole time I was thinking, I was like, I want to play those levels. I want to play those four. I want to see how I can do compared to them. Um, sure, granted, I've seen them already, so I know what to expect, but I still am like, maybe I can do better than that. Um, and it was really exciting to hear today that they, they are going to go ahead and um, include those in the final game. That was that was a surprise, I think, for the Treehouse guys. That was a really cool uh, moment for them uh, when they announced that today. Um, but yeah, it'd be cool to to play those levels and uh, and see whatever else is, is is creating as well. Nice. Yeah, I didn't know that they uh, that they did announce that, so that's cool. I'm I'm glad that they did because those were those were pretty cool levels. Uh, by the way, one one thing to note is if you guys are wondering where Greg is, he had to leave early. So um, in case you're you're wondering what happened to him, uh, he just had to leave early. Um, so what did you think, uh, Barry, of Super Mario Maker? Uh, well, I'm like. Most people, I was excited for it from the beginning uh, when I realized, hey, every day I could have 100 new Mario levels. And uh, even if they were just plain, simple levels, nothing that hasn't been done before, I would still be happy because I've always enjoyed Mario platformers and I like the creation tools. And I figured, oh, you know, it's even more of the same. I'm, if, if That's like... You had a slice of chocolate cake. Do you want another slice of chocolate cake? Well, if it's good, then yeah, I want more of the same. You don't need to doctor it up. It was good. But the fact that now they're throwing whipped cream and nuts and hot fudge and cherry on top. Shit, of course I want another piece of chocolate cake. What the hell's wrong with you? Why are you even asking? Throw it in my mouth. You know, it's, it looks so incredible what they're doing with it. Just you know, crazy that Bowser stack. The question mark block with a ring of ghosts. And then the next one with a ring of ghosts with wings on them. I mean, like, what? Whoa, what, where is this coming from? Like, like at one point, they had, like, the beetle hat, but they were Fire Mario, and they were in Kabuki, and they were in a clown car. And I'm like, that's awesome. That's awesome. I need this game. I need this game now. I need this game yesterday. Like, I can't wait to play the hell out of this game. I don't know if I'll create. I'll probably mess around. Uh, they showed one level today where you didn't have to do anything, and it was kind of like a one of those machines where they just, like, the springs kept bouncing Mario at the whole level, and it was, like, this intricate process. I'm like, that's cool. If anything, I might try to do one of those as crazy as I could do it just for the sheer fun of it. But, uh, yeah, I can't wait to play it. Uh, it looks amazing. Yeah, I like I like those levels in uh, the Mario vs. Donkey Kong 
games, a lot of people create their own levels in those, and you see a lot of automatic levels, and it's so cool to play through them, like, play through them, um, in quotes, because, like, you're not really doing anything, you're just kind of sitting there watching it, but it's it's so cool to see, you know, it's like a virtual <coughs> dominoes, um, you know, yeah, to see them all like, connect together. Yeah, that, that looks just amazing. They showed one in the Treehouse Live, and it's like, yeah, I, I want this. I want this game now, like, yesterday. Give it. Yeah, oh, man. I'm, I Like you guys said, I'm excited to see what other people create. And I'm excited to, like, see if we can do something where we have people submit their stages to, to us at Nintendo Fuse, and then maybe we make, like, a video playing the stages or something like that, reacting to, you know, whatever crazy stages people build. I mean, there's so many possibilities. Uh it would just be so much fun to do. Uh, or we each challenge each other to our own, like, custom stages that we make. I, I just see so much potential to, like, the craziness that this would do. Oh, man. It's going to be it's gonna be amazing. Um, the Amiibo support was kind of a nice little thing to throw in. I didn't expect them to have that, too. It was kind of – especially, like, seeing, like, Wii Fit Trainer and, like, 8-Bit Style was kind of, uh, kind of neat to see. So, uh, yeah, it was kind of, you know, a neat little touch there. And the 8-Bit Mario Amiibo look awesome. So, of course, I'll be getting both of those. Hopefully, they're not, yeah. like, super rare, you know, but – Yeah. I kept wondering, like, as they were showing the um, the transitions – as they're talking from one game to the next, they kept using Super Mario, you know, Maker uh, to do that. And when they first showed um, him, you know, turning into Link, I was like, hmm, that's interesting. I was like, did they just show a little clip of that or what? And then eventually, you know, they did mention that that was through Amiibo support. But in the beginning, it was really interesting because, like, no one on Twitter was, like, talking about it at all. I was like, this seems something like something big. Why, why would people talk about it? Like, did they just, you know put it out there, and no one mentioned it, and then, you know, I found out it's through Amiibo, and, that, and that's kind of fun, just to, you know, it's another cool way to just use those, um, I think they're they're developing really cool ways to, to do, use Amiibo, and I think that's fun. Yeah, yeah, I saw that transition, thinking of myself, like, when I saw that link, I was kind of like, what? Like, <laughs> hold on, did, did I just see that? And then when I found out that's really in the game, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I have the Amiibos, I want to totally I, I hope Sonic. If Sonic is compatible, that would be like mind blowing. <laughs> that would be very interesting. Would I? Well, would he act like Mario, but just a different like skin for it, which would be just really odd to see? Or would he actually go really fast? I, hmm. Yeah, yeah that makes they didn't, me wonder. They didn't say it was. Uh, they're just skins. They're like costumes. But it, it, you'd expect him to go really fast. I mean, yeah, some of right. them are like I don't really know how this is going to act, but yeah. Um, it's cool just to like see the Wii Fit Trainer because you can do like poses and stuff. Though so they have little <laughs> attributes of of those other characters, but they say they're just costumes. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, <coughs> yeah. So that is Super Mario Maker. So September 11th it comes out. Um, I'm very excited. I think everybody after E3 is excited for this game. So. Nintendo did a great job at, I guess, advertising it this time around, for sure. Just demonstrating, you know, the sheer amount of craziness you can put into the, the level design and everything uh, makes it very, very interesting, for sure. Um, so, on to, so just real quick, Mario-related, if you go to letsupermario.com, you can upload little videos to kind of, in honor of Super Mario's 30th anniversary, uh, the any like ad revenue that's generated from these videos will go towards the donation Nintendo's making to Operation Smile. So it's a charity thing. Um, so you can go check that out as well. Let's supermario.com. 
Um, but the, the next game I want to talk about is Yoshi's Woolly World. So this game comes out October 16th for Wii U, and we got to see a bit more gameplay footage of it uh, as well. Um, <laughs> they showed us uh, some of the co-op uh, uh, gameplay too, and a lot of uh, gameplay of like with the curtains and how you know that interesting dynamic of the curtains kind of reveal different uh, pieces of the stage to kind of step on and, and uh, seem very interesting. Um, it's one of those games I think that uh, I was I was always kind of interested in just because of the art style I thought was great, and then of course the Yarn Yoshi amiibo are super adorable, so. Those were, you know, obviously something I was going to buy right away. But uh, the game itself looks looks pretty fun too. I'm I'm actually kind of excited to 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 play the game, and, and uh, I hope that I get the chance to really try some of the co-op too. Um, but uh, but it looks it looks fun. Are you guys interested in Yoshi's Woolly World? I am. Um, I thought it looked adorable the whole time. Um, I think it's gonna be fun to play. But I, I kind of wish they didn't spend as much time on it today, um, just because I'm like. We we know almost everything about this game already because it's been delayed and put back and all this other stuff and we've we've seen so much from it already. So I've been like, I would have been okay with like a little section of, of trailer and saying, hey, it's coming out. Here's the different Yoshi yarn amiibos and this is what they do. And boom, moved on. Um, kind of seemed like they they spent too long talking about uh, talking about it in my opinion and the and their presentation. But the actual game, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited, as excited as I as I have been. Um, what they did didn't really change my opinion one way or the other. Uh, about the same. Gotcha. What about you, Barry? Uh, yeah, I agree there. I mean, I I like this game since it was Yarn Yoshi. Uh, I've been excited. Everything I've seen about it, I just absolutely love. Uh, I've always been a fan of the Yoshi platformers, so this is no exception. But I do think that we didn't need to go into as much this time. Like last year, where they had the the two developers talking about the yarn and their inspiration, I thought that was great, and I thought that was really necessary. Uh, it was a nice story from the lady who how she came up with the amiibos. I thought it was a time killer. Uh, we again, we know so much about this. In fact, I think it's out in Europe now, or it comes out next week or something in Europe. We next have to week, I think. Yeah, we have to wait till September, which really is just them delaying a game that's done towards the end of the year when it's a little busier, which sucks because we now miss out on playing the game we should be playing right now. Um, but it, they should have just said Yarn Yoshi or Yoshi's Woolly World, uh, October 16, 2012, or listen to me, 2015, get ready for it. Um, but yeah, I think they spent a little too much time on it. But it is a good game, at least it looks like it. Yeah. It is interesting that there's such a big gap in in release there. So that is uh, kind of disappointing, I guess, to, to some extent, just because you know would have been nice to to play the game more more close to the other countries as well. <laughs> um, but that is Yoshi's Woolly World. Not much more to say about that, really. I mean, it's kind of like everybody said, been talked about already. It's kind of old news at this point, a little bit. Um, but What's new news is Star Fox Zero. So we finally got, you know, first glimpse of the, the full gameplay for it, uh, the official name, I guess. Um, and so this game is coming this holiday season. Um, and the, the, the style of gameplay is you're piloting the R-Wing, but 
you see like a third person view on the TV screen, but on the gamepad, you actually see a first person view uh, and you use the gyro controls to shoot enemies and, and things like that. Um, also, the R-Wing has a new walker transformation, uh, which was kind of based off of um, Star Fox 2, which was never released. So they kind of brought that back for this game. There's a new gyro wing vehicle and the return of the Landmaster tank as well. Um, yeah, so finally we got to see Star Fox Zero. We all knew it was coming because they said it was coming this year, so we all knew to expect it at E3, but uh, it was nice to finally see some some gameplay for it. Um, one of the things that I'm hearing is that the game apparently does not have online play, which is kind of disappointing because to me, having like the R-Wings, like a four-player online, you know, all-out battle would have been epic. That's kind of what I was picturing in my head as far as like where they would take this game. Um, but uh, it doesn't seem like they're going that direction. But it still looks pretty fun, and I'm excited to, to try it out and see the control scheme and, you know, kind of the first-person view on the gamepad, but then see the third-person view on the TV, so you're kind of having to look back and forth between the two, which which seems interesting. Um, yeah, so it looks interesting to me. What do, what do you think about Star Fox Zero, Steve? I, I've, I've voiced this many times on our podcast. I can't wait until the next Star Fox game. Um, I am... The- I'm really disappointed that there's no online multiplayer. If that is in fact true, and I'm pretty sure it is, um, I'm incredibly disappointed because it seems like that's you know I, I was I was kind of disappointed that they left that they didn't add it into Star Trek 64 3D um, because it seemed like wow that's kind of unfortunate that they wouldn't add that in. But you know they're just remaking an old game. Okay, whatever. Um, but this is a brand new game, and that they're not putting it in there. That's seems really weird and um and i i really i don't know i don't, I don't know what that's going to do to the game i hope that they they balance it out the other way and put a really really robust long single player campaign in there because if it's the same length as uh, the 64 game um like it's going to be over in no time and the other games weren't weren't terribly long either, and so like I, I'm expecting a really robust you know single player campaign. Um, if they're going to leave out you know all this online multiplayer, which could add a whole lot of replayability to them, because that's what happens with with me with Star Fox games. While I love them, I, I usually only like play through them like once or twice, um, and then they they sit on the shelf. Uh, but if it had online multiplayer, I'd be like you know doing dogfights all the time. I'd be sitting you know I'd probably I would I would sit. Smash Brothers, Mario Kart to the side, probably even Splatoon, and just like play Star Fox like all the time if that was the case. Um, but it's it's unfortunate that they, you know, probably did leave that out. I hope that they have local on local multiplayer, but I don't know with the with this control scheme. I'm like maybe they're, they're thinking, well, we only have one gamepad, so we can't have you know local multiplayer either, which is which is really unfortunate if they leave both of them out. Yeah. I totally agree. Uh, what do you think, Barry? <clears throat> uh, I actually hadn't heard anything about this no multiplayer, and if this turns out to be true, I'm with you. I'm very disappointed in that. Uh, does it have does it have local at least the very least? Please. Um, I haven't they, they heard have, anything about anything. local, Wait, which probably that? means um, we're saying they they haven't really confirmed either way but if they haven't said anything it probably because they specifically said no online multiplayer so i'm thinking that because they haven't said anything about local probably there isn't well if it doesn't have any type of multiplayer 
I think that's the largest missed opportunity they could have had, period. Since I mean, I mean, it was bad enough they butchered Battle Mode in Mario Kart 8. But Star Fox 64, my memories of that game are both single and multiplayer, but that whole summer, my friends and I were just playing Star Fox 64 multiplayer. We were dogfighting, we had the Landmasters, we were running around with the Zookas on the shoulders, and we just had a blast. And when this game was announced, that was my first thought. Oh, I can't wait to relive those days, you know. Now, and especially now, because all my friends are all over the country, all with their own lives, and it's like, hey, let's let's have another summer of 98, you know. Like, let's go have some fun. And, uh, and uh, God, if that doesn't come true, Nintendo. But, but in terms of how it looks, it looks fantastic. It looks absolutely fantastic. Uh, I really was impressed. Uh, seeing them go from space to the planet. I thought that was kind of cool, even though No Man's Sky has already done that and shown that off. I thought it was cool that Nintendo did incorporate that. Um, the uh, the fact that it's Zero makes me think it's a prequel, which means it takes place all before Star Fox or Star Fox 64, whichever you want to call canon, uh, which means no crystal, which means none of those other characters. Uh, with the exception of maybe Bill and Cat will come back because, you know, they seem to have forgotten about them ever since Star Fox 64. Might have been in command, but I forget. But, but like, they're like, oh, yeah, Bill from the Academy. It's so good to see you, even though you've never been mentioned before, and I'll never see you again. Um, so I hope they come back. I hope there's at least some story there. Um, I love the walker. I'm glad they referenced Star Fox 2. I was hoping that maybe they would say, oh, yeah, and to get you ready for it, the summer stuff, too, would go to the eShop or something. That game finally get released. But I was disappointed with it. And I was kind of disappointed to play Star Fox 64 HD with new stuff. I mean, that's what we wanted to start. In fact, they went the opposite of that with Adventures, and they went the opposite of that with Assault, and then the opposite of that with Command. And people bitched about that. So they went back to the drawing board and went back to what people loved, and now they're bitching close to what they love. I don't know. You can never play as people. But personally, I'm loving it. I'm going to pick it up on watch day. I'm going to play the hell out of it. Multiplayer games, but I'm still going to play the single player. My best to try. Yeah. I mean, I also, something I, I didn't mention was the, was the look. I think it's awesome. I think they, they really chose a, a really cool graphic style uh, for the game, and it's cool to see like they really did like, draw in those, those puppet kind of style like of the original um, artwork, and they kind of made that real. Now that we can have that kind of artwork in games, they kind of went back to that. And it was really cool to see um, them, them do that. Even the, like, the, but, you know, that and the lighting effects and all that cool stuff, it was, it was it's a really, really, really pretty game. I thought that was cool too. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see more about the game and see, you know, what else is in store for this hopefully robust single player campaign, and if there is any local multiplayer or anything for sure. Um, so we'll have to wait and see for more uh, details on that. Um, but I did want to next talk about uh, two third party titles. Um, so one of them, Just Dance 2006. Um, October 20th, coming to Wii and Wii U. Somehow there's still a game coming to Wii, which is interesting. And you can use a free Just Dance controller app on your smartphone, uh, which is compatible with it. That's all I wanted to say uh, about that game. So um, the other one, though, which is quite interesting, other third-party game, Skylanders Superchargers. So that's the latest Skylanders installment, right? And they have, like, these 
new vehicles now that are used in the game. But there's now going to be uh, exclusive Donkey Kong and Bowser characters. So there's the turbocharged Donkey Kong and the Hammer Slam Bowser uh, characters. And they can also work as amiibo so there's like a little if you twist the base they one you know one hand is a skylander twist it it's an amiibo it's like magic it just goes back and forth you just twist it like that and and it goes back and forth between the two um very interesting concept um for sure so the game comes out september 20th uh the one thing i do want to know the news that kind of came out later on is i believe these are going to be exclusive to the the game bundles for wii u and uh, Wii and DS, or 3DS, I guess. Um, so for Wii U, uh, one of them, like let's just say, you know, for example, the Bowser one, is exclusive to the bundle with the Wii U game, and then the other one is exclusive to the bundle with like the 3DS game. So if you want to get those figures, you have to buy the Wii U and 3DS game. You can't just buy the figures. Um, it's, it's only in those, those bundles there. Uh, which went for me personally going, oh, these are kind of cool. Even if I don't have Skylanders, I might get these figures because they're kind of neat collectibles. To now saying, well, uh, maybe not because <laughs> I have to buy this whole Skylanders game now just for these things. Activision's uh, pretty smart. They, they want you to buy the whole thing. They don't want you to spend just the figure. They, yeah, they want you see, to that's, get your roped in. That's the problem. And say, you know what? Exactly. Disney Infinity and Amiibo <laughs> is not enough for you. You also need to start collecting every Skylander as well. <laughs> See, I gave up on Disney Infinity. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to stop. And now they're going to suck me in with Skylanders. That's what's going to happen. That's going to take over. So, oh, man. So, you know, we'll see about that. But <laughs> I'm okay with that because I I play the Skylander games anyway. And I have all the figures for the first three and, and most of them for the fourth. So, for me, that's fine. Uh, in fact, I think it's a smart move besides making you purchase the game. Because if they just put them on the shelf and sold them separately, you know there will be kids who will say, ooh, Donkey Kong, ooh, Bowser, Mommy, buy this for me. They'll take it home and try to play it on the Xbox One or the PS4 or the, the PS3 or the 360 and go, why isn't this working? And then Toys R Us will be fielding calls from parents. This isn't working. And Activision will be fielding calls. So it's just simpler to put it in the bundle. Erase all those headaches because you know they would be there. My only problem is that both starter editions come with Stealth Elf. Why couldn't they give us another character in addition to Donkey Kong and Bowser? Why two Stealth Elf? If you're going to make us buy bulk copies, they, every other version of Skylanders, the 3DS and the, and the home console version, have had different packing ones, with the exception of the Giants had the same one in both. But why Stealth Elf? Give us another one, damn it. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. I'm thinking that, um, like, two things coming out of this for me. Like, uh, one thing, um, I think it, it's, like, well, it was my, one of my predictions um, for for E3 that they would make some sort of third-party thing. I didn't expect this at all. Um, but I think it's it's kind of smart because there's a lot of Skylanders fans out there, and that's going to, you know, if they've been buying it for PlayStation or buying it for Xbox, now they're be like, oh wow, I need the, I need to get a Wii U or I, or I need to get a 3DS so I can play this, you know, a new 3DS so I can play this on, um, on, you know, the, with Bowser and DK too, especially for those collectors. And so this could be, you know, an, a, a small system seller, um, for for Nintendo. So I think it's a smart decision. Um, secondly, I hope that Activision uh, shows 
Nintendo how to produce these things. Um, and they are like, oh, that's how you mass produce all these Skylanders. We, we need to get hooked up with your company and, and start doing that with our Amiibo instead. Well, see, yeah. actually, uh, one thing I do have to say is Skylanders works on the regular 3DS. It comes with a little infrared portal that works with the infrared port. So even if you don't have a new 3DS, you would be able to use it as a Skylander because it will come with a portal. Um, so you don't need right, to use but if they want to use the, the Amiibo functionality, I guess. Although, uh, yeah. aren't we supposed to get one of those uh, port- yeah, the, the Amiibo portal. portal things by summer sometime anyhow, which they didn't really talk about, but well, that's supposed to be some, probably by the time <laughs> that it releases, they'll be there too. I think it's coming yeah, the yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I think it is. Um, the, the latest Smash Bros. update, though, I think included the functionality to work with it. So if the game's already ready to go to work with the adapter, they just have to release it. But um, that is a good point, though, Barry, about how if if it was sold separately, other people on other consoles wouldn't be able to use it. I didn't even think about that. So I suppose it makes sense, Nintendo, uh, you know, for once, I guess. But <laughs> I, I don't know. Though. The games are really fun. You would like them. I I bet I bet they are. I just I just I'm kind of hoping that that I don't like them <laughs> for my wallet's sake. And honestly, my whole Disney Infinity thing, the reason why I had to stop buying it, I actually like collecting the figures. They're great. I ran out of room. I had like they had these like storage cases for the thing. I bought like five of them and stacked them on top of each other. So I had this giant tower, and it filled up with Disney Infinity figures, and I literally had no more space for them. And the Disney Infinity 3.0 was announced, and I was like, I can't do this. I'd have no space for all these figures anymore in my room. Um, and I didn't want to just put them away in boxes because then I couldn't use the characters. I was like, I don't know. So that's, that's my biggest thing, I guess. I was like, I'm just going to focus on Amiibo, but, you know, we'll see how that goes, I guess. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, definitely a pretty interesting announcement for sure. It makes me wonder if there is going to be something with Disney Infinity in the future, uh, which would be kind of cool if, if there was something like that, too. But um yeah, we'll have to they, they want mario to meet mickey or mickey to meet Mac. oh yeah i saw that which so is that, really that really really interesting especially after they just made this uh deal with uh universe studios yeah. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> that is true that is true um so yeah so that's uh those third party uh games i don't know that there's much that anybody wants to say about just dance anyone yeah. No. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. It's my most anticipated game. Sort of streaming thing. That's about all. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just dance. Everybody knows what it is. Pretty simple there. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles X. We have a release date, December fourth. It is happening. Uh, more gameplay footage was shown. Uh, the game, you know, just visually looks great. Um, December fourth. It is happening. Um, there we go. I'm sure, Barry, you probably already have it pre-ordered somehow, right? <laughs> I had it pre-ordered since it announced. However... Oh, yeah, well, that's right. Pre-order's probably open to while, yeah. Yeah, I pre-order all that stuff from, from Amazon already. Uh, they don't charge you until it comes out, so there's no harm in pre-ordering it. Um, but I'm kind of upset about the date. Not that it's a bad date. It's a fine date. It's just that's right after the week of Thanksgiving, uh, which means if my family is well enough, my wife will be dragging me down to Tennessee to see her family that week, so I will not be able to play it. And 
I'll be very disappointed the entire trip. But that's why I'm upset about that date. You hook it up in the car, and you say, you get a drive. I'll be over here. If you need me, let me know. <laughs> I wish. I wish. It doesn't work that way. And her, and her parents only have one TV. So it's like, oh, I can't even bring the Wii U down. Like, no. Is there off Can you TV play it off screen? Off TV? Uh, I don't know. I think you still need a TV to hook it up to begin with, don't you? Nope. Yeah. But, no, well, there's a lot of games. No, that, actually, I mean, true. Yeah, if there's a lot of games that I've played. Um, like when I go to my my wife's family, um, for Christmas, we they don't have a, a new TV, and so if I, you know, I, I it looks better on the gamepad than it does sometimes playing on the TV, and so uh, I'll just you know have it hooked up in the other room and just totally just playing on the gamepad um, for for those games that you can do that with. We, we joked about buying them a TV, uh, but that they can't use it until after we leave. Well, maybe now is an excuse for them to uh, to use it while you're there. What well, you should test it out, right? Full HD glory and everything. Uh, Just like you know, test out the uh, how the TV looks. <laughs> Let me show you what you've been missing. <laughs> no, 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 no. They have an HD TV, but they just have one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you so know, still it never missing. hurts to test they out another two. one. <laughs> <laughs> and this one has Xenoblade Chronicles X playing on it, so you know, it just doesn't compare. Hell yeah! Buy him a Wii U as well. You just, just like do the whole thing. It's like in that way you have there both, you and just bring the game along with you. Uh, I already got him a Wii U, and they never played it. So tried that, failed. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's that. Uh, anything else to add about Xenoblade Chronicles X? It's awful. <laughs> um, don't buy it because it <laughs> looks bad. That's just totally a lie. <laughs> Again, yeah. like it's it's just like like Yoshi. I think yeah. I, although I didn't, I liked how they didn't spend a ton of time on this one. Like they just kind of like yeah. played the trailer, set the date moved on, because I think that's all I really need, especially since it's already out in Japan. Exactly. Right. But but this one you have to play, Steve. If you do not play this one, man, uh, your Nintendo crap goes down. Big down. <laughs> what, what do I do first? Do I play Earthbound, and or do I go to, to Xenoblade? I think you should do Xenoblade Chronicles first. That's already out. Then you have to play with default. Don't, don't, I, I'm not forgetting about that. So, so by this time next year, I might be finishing. <laughs> by the time the next Xenoblade game is announced, <laughs> you'll be playing Xenoblade Chronicles X. <laughs> um, yeah, so we know the game looks great. So Xenoblade Chronicles X, December 4th, it comes out. So we finally have a release date. We can finally start the countdown. Uh, so there we have that. Uh, so the next game I'm going to talk about, I'll actually kind of group no, two games don't together. Talk about it. Both, don't talk about it. <laughs> they're both from the same series. I, you know, I'm about to like punch somebody in the face about this, but um, <laughs> it's not a punch out game. It's not a punch out game, but uh, it'd be better. So, first of all, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, first of all, Animal, Animal Crossing, Crossing Happy Home Designer for 3DS. Um, that would be interesting. Uh, so Happy Home Designer, we already kind of knew uh, what it was. That's, that's how that's how Isabella got to how she is. And, and <laughs> There's the backstory right there. Uh, 
of the DLC for for Isabel. Shut up, Dave. <laughs> uh, that is uh, that was a interesting. Um, but uh, happy home designer, so we know what it is. You get the cards. You get to design a house. Animal Crossing villagers come look at your house. Stuff like that. So that comes out September 25th, um, and there's a bundle that will launch the same day, includes the game and Amiibo card, as well as the NFC Reader Rider accessory for the regular 3DS. Uh, but we did get an Animal Crossing Wii U announcement, but it's not the Animal Crossing Wii U that anybody was expecting. It's Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. Kill me now with that name right there. I just... it. Mm. Uh, so it's basically what it looks like is like kind of a Mario Party board game style thing, except you have to use Amiibo in the game. It's obviously Animal Crossing styled. It doesn't look like there's any specific mini games either. Um, I don't even know what this game is all about. It comes out this holiday season. Uh, there will be a bundle that includes a game, two Amiibo figures, and three Amiibo cards, which, by the way, they announced a line of Animal Crossing Amiibo to go alongside it. K.K. Slider, Tom Nook. Isabel, you know, they kind of, you know, whole range of different Amiibo. Uh, but uh, coming from somebody that's a, a huge Animal Crossing fan, you know, it's one of those things that I will probably get to see what it's like and use the Amiibo, and I'm going to collect the Amiibo anyways. You know, I'll probably get it to see what it's all about. But I am so very disappointed in this. I mean, Animal Crossing Wii U is like, you know, what I was so excited about. And now, it makes me wonder if we're ever even going to get one or if they're just going to have this game instead. Or I, I don't know. I don't know what Nintendo was thinking. Who was asking for this? Nobody. I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, you were asking for it, Barry? <laughs> you asked for a lot of other things. Why are they answering you about this one? Hunt them down. <laughs> no, no. I, I wasn't asking for it, but you know what? I'm going to play devil's advocate here because someone needs to. And when I first saw this, I thought, you know, like, oh, cool, it's, it's, it's Animal Crossing Mario Party. And I have no problem with that. I like the use of the Amiibos. People were asking for a game that uses Amiibos, like actually uses Amiibos. Well, here's one, so, so there you got your game you asked for. But two, when Mario Party came out for the, for the N64, <laughs> nobody was like, oh, my God, how dare you release a new, but why is it Super Mario 64 too? We were like, Cool. And not only did we get Mario Party, but we got two more on the same system, and we never got Super Mario 64 too. People weren't bitching and whining and moaning and crying and all that stuff. We got Super Mario 64 at the launch of that system, and we never got another Mario core game for the remainder of its life cycle. So, you know, this is just an off-branch. It's a side story. And you know what? I welcome it. If it's something they could put together and is fun and is quick, while they use these assets to make a real full-fledged Animal Crossing, I say go for it. Because if it's an extra game, 40 bucks, then you know what? It's an extra game to play. It's an extra game to fill that calendar year. And right now, that's what Nintendo needs because Nintendo doesn't have third-party support like they should. <laughs> Is it the game everybody wanted? No. But you know what? Neither was Mario Party. Hell, when Super Mario Kart came out, no one knew we wanted it. And now look at what it's done. So who knows? This could be the greatest thing since sliced bread. We've seen one trailer. That's not enough to, to, to garner our pitchforks and go, you Nintendo, let's, let's wait and see what the game is like first. If it sucks, then we pull off the pitchforks because this could be amazing. <laughs> and people did want 
Mario 64 to or Mario 128, they were pretty upset that it hasn't come, and still are pretty upset that it hasn't come. Um, however, I, I I understand you're trying to play devil's advocate, but so from the other side of things, I would have rather them put all that effort into Mario 10 and made it better because that game was awful, and I want my $60 back. Um, and I would have rather them make that a better game than try to halfway do, potentially halfway do another Mario Party game with this Animal Crossing instead of Mario characters. Like, I would have liked, I don't mind this game. I really don't, like, if it was a downloadable game. If it's not a fully-fledged, you know, retail game, then okay. But it's just, it seems like it's another way to sell more Amiibo. And, and like, Mario's, or, like, Nintendo's definitely flip-flopping back over to being the toy company because they know they can sell a ton of these Amiibo. And they're like, hey, there's another way to sell more Amiibo. Let's make Animal Crossing ones and put a game with it. And and that's their that's their method, and that's why it's gonna, they're going to sell it in retail because they can sell more Amiibo. But I would have liked, I don't mind it by itself, but it would have been nice if it was, like, part of a fully-fledged, you know, real Animal Crossing game. Um, and I really wish that Mario Party 10 was better. Uh, they send out this yes. hatred, this hatred you're harboring towards Animal, uh, Animal Crossing game seems to stem from your hatred for Mario Party 10. So now you're unjustifyingly bashing this game before any remote outside of a trailer has come out. Because of this, you're angry. That's like, that's like being mad at one child because the other child got an F. Like, your brother failed and you got an A. Well, screw you. You should have been helping him study. What the hell's wrong with you? Oh, no. not, not just that one child, but he's been progressively getting worse and worse and worse <laughs> as it goes on. And I know that if that parent doesn't change things, then that, that second kid is also going to go down that same track. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't know that. This could be this. This kid. This kid has different parents. This kid has different parents with different genes. So you don't necessarily know that. You know, you might be the father of the first kid, but you don't know who the father of the second <laughs> kid is. So they may not turn out like you. Well, I will say the uh, the whole thing too with the whole Super Mario sixty four two thing, whatever. The thing is, we did get at least one 3D Mario game per console. We have not gotten a full-fledged Animal Crossing for Wii U yet. If we do happen to get an Animal Crossing for Wii U, then that will be great. My only concern is now I'm worried that with Nintendo NX you know, being announced next year and stuff, with we have two Animal Crossing games that are coming out now, Happy Home Designer, this Amiibo Festival. With all this Animal Crossing focus, how much more Animal Crossing are they really going to give us? I mean, I'm, I'm worried that they might not give us a full-fledged Wii U and they might focus Animal Crossing only on handhelds. Which, I mean, I love Animal Crossing on handhelds, but, you know, that's kind of where my worry is now with, with this. I, I'm, this game is not something that I was asking for, but I'll still get it, and, I'm, you know, maybe I'll like it, maybe I'll enjoy it, but it's, you know, I'm worried about Animal Crossing Wii U, you know? Here, you know, son. You and I both predicted in our last podcast that we would get Animal Crossing Wii U. So you know that I wanted as much as you do because I, I said my prediction first and you yelled at me for stealing yours. Um, you know I want it. I, I do. I do want a full-fledged Animal Crossing. If, we don't, if, if it's in development and it gets pushed to the NX and it comes out as an NX launch title, I'll be fine with that. 
if we wind up getting it and it's ported to the NX as well, so it's kind of like uh, Twilight Princess, I'll be fine with that. You know, I know there's one in the works. There's got to be one in the works. And if there's not one in the works, there will be one in the works soon. So I take comfort in knowing that as a franchise, Animal Crossing is not dead. That Animal Crossing, in all its glory, will come back again. And knowing that, I can be patient to wait for it and enjoy this in the meantime, especially with so many other great games. When are you going to play Animal Crossing with Xenoblade Chronicles and Yoshi and, and Star Fox? So quit your bitching, <laughs> play your damn Animal Crossing Mario Party, and sit patiently because it's going to come out eventually. Well, oh, you know, I don't know if I'm even be able to play the game because you need Amiibo, and I, you can never find the Amiibo anywhere, too. So come on. And you, you have plenty of Amiibo, let me tell you that. You have plenty. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, I, it's funny, like I'm making this big deal about this because I honestly, I, I, I don't care about uh, home console um, uh, Animal Crossing because I've never owned one and probably never will. I, I've owned the two, the DS one and the 3DS one, and I played them a lot. And I really like Animal Crossing on the go, um, so it really doesn't matter to me if we have a Wii U uh, <laughs> uh, version of Animal Crossing at all. I just would have rather than put all this effort into making. <laughs> Mario 10, Mario Party 10 better. <laughs> I'm with you on that too, Steve. That. But, <laughs> um, all right, I think we got to move on. Um, but uh, regardless, you know, I, you know, I honestly though, I am still curious about uh, about this Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. I do want to see what it's all about. Like, what is the gameplay? Because the trailer really just they didn't show what the gameplay truly is. It was so it's kind of you know I'm curious and. And it looks like the Amiibo cards will factor into the game, too, not just the Amiibo figures, especially because if you look at the cards, they have little dice and stuff on them, too. So it, it looks like there's a lot of Amiibo tie into this whole thing. So uh, I know I'm going to be collecting the Amiibo cards. My wallet is going to hate me. But um, I'm an Animal Crossing fan, so I suppose I have to collect it all. But, um, the uh, you know, so I'm, I'm curious to see how they kind of tie it all together. It'll, it'll be very interesting to see how uh, that works, basically. I'm thinking about getting the cards, too, but I want you to know, I don't know if you saw this or not, because you were working today. At the Treehouse, they had uh, Happy Home Designer, and they had some cards, and they were talking about it. And they stated specifically that the cards that they're talking about now is Series 1. So there will be at least a Series 2. So I want you to place yourself for this. There's a lot of cards. We might be trading a lot. Yep, yep, yeah, I saw that. And there's like a hundred cards in series one too, and I think what don't booster packs only have like six, I think. Um, yeah. so it's uh Yep, it's gonna be a, a steep investment, but uh you know, I guess my love for Animal Crossing is uh gonna kill me. <laughs> but uh at least they'll probably be cheaper than twelve ninety nine, you know, figure that you can't find that ends up being According to the packs, like in Japan, it's like three dollars a pack for three cards. So it's a dollar a card. So it's like a hundred dollars for the whole thing if you're lucky enough and get zero du- duplicates, which you know that's not going to happen. Never, right? Right. Um, yeah. So we'll see. But um, yeah, it just seems like Animal Crossing is a big focus for Amiibo in general. Um, so that's it's pretty interesting that they're kind of taking that that direction with it. And and I'll be collecting the Amiibo. So. You know, we'll we'll see how all that goes. I still need to complete all the current Amiibo. I still don't even have all those yet. So let's, I guess I should worry about those first. But all right, so moving on, I think we've said enough about uh, Animal Crossing. 
Um, the next piece, and I just closed the press release on my computer. Um, yeah, you're definitely going to yeah. need that, too. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce this uh, uh, this next game. Hold on. Let me load it right back up. Is, so is this next game, I briefly saw something. Is this Shin Megami Tensei Crossfire Emblem? Just a yeah, different name? Apparently. Okay. Yeah. So the new name for this game, I don't know why they changed it, but it's Gene Ibn Roku hashtag FE. <laughs> that's, that's what it looks like, I guess. Just follow it. It says it's test. not final, which is good. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the name change is about, um, but that's what it is. The game comes out in 2016. They showed a new trailer and everything for it. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't have, I don't, well, I don't know what else to say about it specifically. It was interesting, I guess. Um, uh, it was weird. Know? Let's, just, let's just say it. it was weird. I didn't know what I was watching. Like, I, 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 I even tweeted, I was like tweeting for Nintendo Fuse. I was like, I don't even know what I just watched. It was some sort of J-pop, like, RPG thing. And I'm assuming it's from Atlas. And then all I could read was V on the screen. I was like, oh, maybe Fire Emblem? I don't know. So, and then people were telling me it was can Tensei Cross Fire Emblem. Like, that's just weird. I don't, I, yeah, both games are Japanese. But that's, that's what all I'm getting out of that. So, it's, I, I, I was so confused. Yeah, it's kind of weird that they used the Japanese trailer. And I think that's what hurt. Like, they didn't take the time to translate the trailer to English. And I think that would have been better. But, you know, I recognize what it was originally, especially because it's an Atlas. And it's the only game I know they're working together with, uh, with Atlas on. But they did show, like, Krom was there, and it specifically had his name, Krom. So I was like, oh, yeah, it's definitely, you know, Shimigami Tensei, Cross, Fire Emblem. And, uh, I mean, I know some people are like, oh, you know, J-pop, it looked anime. I love anime. I'm a big fan of anime, so I can look anime all at once because I'll be buying the hell out of it anyway. So I'm excited about it. I expected 2016. (laughs) I know that it's not going to be a million seller, but it will have a niche following, and it will... It will certainly sell because SNC has a huge following and Fire Emblem has a huge fire following. So I think even out of curiosity, people will give it a try. And you know what? If you look at the Wii library, outside of Xenoblade Chronicles X, which is still not out in America, uh, in America there's zero JRPGs. Dragon Quest X is in Japan, but we have no RPGs here. So we need this. Like, we need that type of genre on the system. So I think I'm happy for it, at least. Right. Yeah, definitely uh, an interesting addition to uh, to Wii U, so um, it'll be interesting to kind of see more from that game. Um, and to kind of, since it's similar to tie in there, uh, Fire Emblem Fates was announced for 3DS, or rather, we knew it was coming, but we got the official uh, Western name for the game, Fire Emblem Fates. There will be two versions of the game, um, and this game they announced is coming in 2016 as well. Um, so we got to see uh, more of that. Um, <clears throat> so who's excited about Fire Emblem Fates? Like Barry's getting it. I'm, I'm the JRPG fan here, so there's no no sure. question. Greg, I'll speak on behalf of Greg. I know Greg's excited about <laughs> it as well. He'll be Barry and Barry and Greg are definitely beginning. I'm sure. Um, yeah, I, I'll I'll talk just briefly about it because I I watched them play it on um, the Treehouse Live later and and it was it was cool it was but it it was interesting because they kept talking about you know the new features and all the treehouse people were like yeah it's kind of like the old fire emblem games it's kind of like the old fire emblem games they kept 
you know, mentioning things like that. And I'm like, but they, I, I thought this was supposed to be a new direction for the Fire Emblem game. Like, why are you acting like this is how it's always been? Um, I've not played all of them, so I don't know. Um, but it was interesting because they, they're pr- promoting it kind of like this new thing. Um, you're a character, you have to pick which direction you're going to go, and it all depends on that. But then they're saying, oh, yeah, it's kind of like the old games. So I don't know if, like, that's just them not stating that correctly or if it's not as oh. a, as cool and new as it, as it originally seemed like it was going to be. Well, previous Fire Emblem games, except Awakening, you actually played as a character. You played as Mark. You played as Roy. Um, Fire Emblem Awakening was the first one where you actually had a character at Avatar, which is Robin, um, where you didn't you you assisted the main character Crom. You weren't you weren't Crom. Uh, this is the same thing. You are a new created Avatar, but the difference here is that the decision you make early on changes the entire game completely, and it, it's it's night and day almost. Uh, it's almost like the older Sonic games where you could pick light side or dark side and, and see from different point of view. Or even like Hyrule Warriors more uh, recently where you could be Link starting <laughs> off and Dark later on. Uh, but it's like that the whole game. So I don't know how they're going to do it here. I really hope it's not like you play, you know, side A and then you have to rebuy side B or if it lets you have two different save files so you can play them both. Uh, I don't know how they're going to do it but I hope they do it where you can have one cartridge and you don't have to buy it twice. That would really suck. <laughs> no two versions like Pokemon does? Yeah. Well, in the difference is the two different versions of Pokemon are the same game, just with different Pokemon sure. to catch. Or virtually Team Magma versus Team Aqua or whatever. But this is, like, completely different. Gotcha. Hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, well, I guess I'm curious to see kind of how they, they end up doing that with the game. So I'm sure with the game coming out next year, we'll, we'll hear more about it uh, soon as well. Um, so the last game for Wii U is uh, Mario Tennis Ultra Smash. So um, <laughs> I predicted that there would be a sports game coming, and we got one, Mario Tennis for Wii U. Uh, it's coming this holiday season. And uh, so there's the addition of Jump Shots, to hit high balls overhead and giant mushrooms that when picked up make your characters even bigger basically um so i i I don't know what to feel about this game specifically i i think mario tennis is is interesting and and you know i'm looking forward to hearing more about it but to me when when i think mario sports games i imagine all these power-ups and crazy things going on this trailer the only thing that it seemed to promote was just the characters that got bigger and that's it. Like, it just seems, other than that, kind of tame. So I don't know if they're just holding back and showing us all that stuff, or if this game doesn't have all those crazy power-ups and things. I don't know. I don't know either, and I, I, I get again, our predictions got me hyped for some sort of sports collection, and I was just like, oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Oh, we got a Mario, a new Mario Tennis game? I feel like we just got a Mario Tennis game on 3DS. Like, why are we getting another way? I know it's fine. Um, I hope it's not a, they're going to probably, you know, do it as a full retail copy. And like, that's just awful because like, we have to pay any more than $20 for this game. And nowadays when you're used to paying $60 for like a really big game, that has a lot about, you know, like Xenoblade Chronicles X. Um, it's like, think that I would play any more than like 10 bucks for a, a game of tennis that I'm just going to be, it's essentially the same thing over and over and over again. Um, with just some power ups. Um, I don't know. I, I, this would have been more like, 
I don't know, you had another one I think they spent way too much time talking about or even showing. Like, it, they didn't show hardly anything at all. And I think that was way too much. Like, they almost <laughs> were like, hey, we got a new Mario Tennis game coming. It's five bucks online. All right, let's move on. Oh, man. Steve, I could totally tell that you are not somebody who, who grew up with Mario Tennis. Because Mario nope. Tennis, amazing. <laughs> I was not. <laughs> You and know, I, I've played a lot of the, the 3DS game, and it was fun. I've played them, but yeah, it's not it's not really been like the thing. And we already have we have other I don't know. It's like yeah, I, I was see, I was disappointed. See, outside of like tennis, like the NES tennis, which is technically like the first Mario tennis, which which was good for its time. In Virtual Boy Mario tennis was amazing. N64 Mario tennis was. Beyond amazing. The GameCube one was so good, they re-released it on the Wii. Uh, I love the 3DS one, Mario Tennis Open. Some people didn't like it, not enough features, whatever. I enjoyed it. It, it. If it's done by Camelot, they know how to make tennis. And they make it fun. And do I think there are other power-ups there? Yes. Because that's what Mario Tennis has always been. Uh, with the exception of Virtual Boy, there was no actual power-ups there. But it didn't matter. It was still a great game of tennis. Uh, there's going to be more to it. They just showed off a brief little trailer for it. Uh, I know Mike, who's talking right now in in the, the comments, absolutely wants it now. I'm with him. I feel him. I'm with him. I want it now, too. Because I have always loved the Mario Tennis game. Uh, everyone has been a blast to play. And I will be the first one to tell you right now I'm going to play the hell out of that game unless it comes out with Xenoblade because then Xenoblade comes first. But then I'll play it right after Xenoblade. <laughs> I think I think the really the biggest thing is for me is it comes back to actually your question at the very beginning of this. Um, what they show off is not that exciting, and so like what I'm basing my thoughts on is what I saw during the digital event, um, and that's why I chose the game experience because a lot of these games you have to experience. I wasn't really that excited about the 3DS version of Mario Tennis either. It was like, oh, why are they doing this? But I played it a lot. I haven't went back to it since I got done reviewing it. I played, you know, it probably like 15 hours or something like that, 15, 20 hours when I was reviewing it and played, you know, a, a lot of it on the go and, and enjoyed it. But I haven't went back to it. Um, but beside the point, I think that's it's going to be similar with, with that game as well. I, once I get my hands on it, once I see how fun, I can experience how fun it is, I might be a little more excited about it, but just just seeing it on screen and seeing like just a couple power ups, it was like eh. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited to see more of the game, um, and because that's you know I want to know more about about what it is, what the gameplay's like, um, and then I can kind of you know make my decision based on that. But you know, assuming that they do kind of add in all these other crazy power ups, all that stuff, I mean, I might as well. I've never. I actually have not tried any of the Mario Tennis games, so now is as good a time as any to jump in and, and do it, you know? So once, once uh, you know, we kind of get more details on that, yeah, sure. Another fun game to, to try out for the holidays. So um, I'm definitely kind of curious to see more about the game for sure. So, <laughs> so that's it for Wii U. Um, the, when it comes to 3DS, uh, for Legend of Zelda, we had two games that that were that they talked about. So it's Hyrule Warriors Legends, which is the 3DS version of Hyrule Warriors with the addition of the Wind Waker characters. So this was now finally officially announced after being leaked out, um, and it comes out Q1 of 2016. We kind of already talked about this in the uh, in the last podcast last week, um, but then we did get a new Zelda game for 3DS, uh, the Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes. 
So this is uh, very similar to like a Four Swords Adventures kind of a thing, except this is three players, um, and you're kind of you know teaming up to team. Um, so the game comes up and there is you know local multiplayer, but there's also online multiplayer, which I thought was pretty interesting as well. Um, so uh, yeah, what do you guys? Are you, is this something that uh, that you guys? Probably. A Link Between Worlds was fantastic. Um, so it's such an amazing game, and it's like that they're, you know, using that same graphical style and 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 going, you know, further into that that world. It seems like great. It'd be it'd be fantastic, and I think it's cool to to do the co-op. I was surprised to see online multiplayer, um, especially after like all this other stuff that they've kind of written off online. Um, it was interesting to see them, you know, talk about uh, how it's going to be online multiplayer. Um, I think uh, Barry was saying it like it's it's going to be interesting because I doubt they're going to put online chat like voice chat in there and it's going to be a right. really interesting game to play without voice chat. Uh, but I can't see them putting it in even though it, it deserves to be there. Um, but the game itself looks looks fantastic. It's it's uh, kind of cool to see you know um, Nintendo is really I think embracing um, how a lot of people have seen them for a long time as making these these multiplayer game experiences. And uh, it seems like they've been doing a lot of lot more of that lately, really embracing that. And this is just them doing that once again, um, in a little bit different way in this in this co-op. But I think uh, I think it's gonna be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, when they did the segue and they had uh, you know Mario turn into Link, not only was I uh, am I really seeing this because is this Link and Mario, but I was like, wait, what? We're actually getting something Zelda. And my first thought was, oh, here comes Hyrule Warriors. And then when it was a brand-new logo, I was like, uh, you have my interest. And I've actually been in hot debates with people on the Internet all day about this game because there are so many people that are like, oh, this is the worst thing. Oh, my God, what a waste, disappointment. Oh, my God, Nintendo needs to die. You fail. You're going third party. And I'm like, I started going off on people, I'm not going to lie. I really did because I'm like, you know, you guys are just self-entitled little brats. That's what you are. You have to realize that the main Zelda team is hard at work at Zelda for the Wii U. They're they're pushing it. You know, they just finished Majora's Mask 3D. That just came out in February. The fact that we're even getting not one but two Zelda games on the 3DS is is amazing. I mean, this is a franchise where if you get one per year, not one handheld, one console per year, just one per year, you're lucky. Usually you get one every other year. So to get these extra games, it's a gift. It's really a gift. And some people are like, oh, but it sucks because it's got a main storyline. It's using The Legend of Zelda, which means it's going to be part of the timeline. And so is Four Swords. And so is Four Swords Adventures. And you know what? I love the hell out of both of those games. You know, I had a great time in college playing Four Swords on the GBA. I played a hell of a lot of it on the GameCube and enjoyed it. And when the anniversary version of Four Swords came out on the, the 3DS, you know, I got it for free. I played with my friends. It was like reliving again. And, you know, those are both great stories of Zabi, one of the most underrated Zelda villains. Yes, the story here seems kind of goofy. Yes, you can wear costumes and dress up as Zelda. You know, but it's fun. It's a freaking video game. Why so serious? Well, I'll play Joker for the time being. You know, just have fun. The fact that you can get together and play with friends, the totem mechanic seems really interesting. The costume mechanic does seem really interesting. And they're adding new elements to Zelda. And adding new elements to Zelda, I feel, is a good thing. 
if it's not the greatest story in the world but a fun game, who cares? It's a fun game. I love Zelda. Everyone who watches this or listens to this knows I love Zelda. And beyond a shadow of a doubt, I am going to champion for that game, and I'm going to champion for the developers most of all because I feel that the fan base has been so hard on the developers and attacking them. Here these people have been working on this game for X amount of time, showing it off their love, their baby, and they're getting attacked for it. And I don't think it's warranted. You don't like the game, don't play it. I'll be playing it, and I'll be enjoying it for everybody else because it looks amazing. I didn't, I didn't realize people were dissing it that much. Like, I actually, like, the whole time I was saying, I was like, this is really cool. Um, and I know people were kind of confused by, like, Four Swords when it came, first came out. But, like, now it's it's one of the, it's got a pretty big following and people really enjoy it. I think this would probably be similar, is my guess, because it kind of, like, you raise the eyebrow when you first see it, but then once you actually experience it, you, you start thinking, oh, wow, this is really great. Um, but this, this is one of those games that I... I thought as soon as I saw it, I was like, that's going to be fun because it's it's built on a fun engine, um, excellent. I love, uh, I really, it, it competes, you know, uh, Between Worlds really does compete for best Zelda game in my opinion. Um, and it's building them on that and I, I think it's great. I was really, I, I, just, I still am really surprised to hear that, that you say that there are so many people that were dissing on it because I don't see any reason for them to at all. Well, see, I'm, I've been uh, Zelda Informer uh, did a, a poll to see, hey, what do you guys think? And these are just some of the comments. These are these are actual comments that people are writing in the discuss forums on on the the chat. Uh, these are not my words. Uh, these are just some I'm reading. Uh, oh look, a mediocre spin-off game that nobody asked for. This seems to be Nintendo's theme this year. It try forced me right out of caring about E3. Uh, which, uh, this one looks pretty interesting. These little gems fill our time until Zelda U. At least it's get, it getting as much hate as the Metroid announcement. Uh, complete disappointment. They've had this much time to make a full-on handheld Zelda game on level or better than A Link Between Worlds. Instead, we get a Four Swords cross A Link Between Worlds game. I mean, it could just go on and on and on and on. It's just like so many yeah, people. I don't, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I think there's some people that just won't be satisfied with with anything, to be honest. I mean, I bet those are the same people that if we saw Zelda U, they'd be complaining about something related to that, too. You know, I mean, just anything. They just always find things to complain about. I agree, but I, it's, it's been so overwhelmingly negative. And on and, and the Zelda group, too, like, you know, it's like, hey, we're supposed to be fans of the series. And, you know, just enjoy it. It's something you don't have to play. You know, if this game didn't come out, you would be sitting and bitching and moaning that you wanted another Zelda game. You're getting one. Enjoy. You know, like I said, Majora's Mask just came out three freaking months ago. You're you should be lucky that we're getting this. I feel lucky. I feel that, that we're being blessed to not get one but two Zelda 3DS games, counting Hyrule Warriors, which again I wasn't expecting. Uh, and I think it's great. I think Nintendo is is giving us extra games that that honestly. Their fan base, the people playing them, don't deserve it right now based on their reaction. I really don't. Yeah. Well, you know, hopefully uh, we'll get some more details on the game soon. And, and once it does come out, you know, the game hopefully will do well and, and people will get it. And, and we'll see uh, We'll see how things go from, from there. But the new Zelda game, guys, 3DS, what more can you ask for, you know? Um, so... 
That'll be a lot. Triforce heroes. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> some people just, I, I don't even know. <laughs> you just can't satisfy some people, I guess. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Legends of Zelda, again, we have Hyrule Warriors Legends and then Triforce Heroes on 3DS. They didn't mention Zelda Wii U. Uh, they're working on it, but they'll show footage at a later time. They're not uh, showing anything at E3 at this time. So, you know, that's fine. We have these games in the meantime, take their time with Zelda Wii U, and then when it's ready, they can show it, uh, and, uh, you know, we'll go from there. Um, one of the other games, briefly, Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon comes out holiday season this year. Don't think there's anything more we need to say about it, because we kind of already discussed it on the podcast last time. Not really anything new since then. Uh, Yokai Watch, though, um, coming out this holiday season, so that's something that is now coming to the U.S., uh, after being pretty popular in Japan. Um, I don't really know much about this game. I've heard a lot about it, but don't really know too much uh, about it. Is this something that's on either of your radars? Uh, personally, it wasn't. Uh, I know it was big in Japan, but then I was remembered that it was made by Level 5, and Level 5 has made some of my favorite games, Professor Layton, Fantasy Life, Um and then I was watching the Treehouse Live, and they, they did a segment on it. And I remember when Fantasy Life was first shown off last uh, last E3, and I was like, I don't care about it. Watched the Treehouse segment, loved it, wound up buying it and enjoying the hell out of it. And I think the same thing is happening here. Uh, watched the Treehouse segment. It's kind of like Pokemon, where you get, like, three attacking at once, but they're on your watch. And you could rotate it in real time during the battle, and you could constantly swap out whichever ones you want to be attacking. They're auto-attacking. And you can do little mini-games on the bottom screen to help them out or break them out of, like, imprisonments and stuff. And you're, you're a kid, so everything's measured in cents, the currency or cents, because you're just a kid. And, you know, you find 10 cents. It's like, oh, my God, you know, this is, like, great. You know, a quarter. Holy shit, a quarter. You know, and, and then you're finding these little, like, spirits, like the Yoki or spirits. They're, they're Pokemon, but they're spirit Pokemon, kind of, and you're finding them under vending machines and stuff like that, and you got to beat them to catch them. So think of it as Pokemon where it's three-on-three battles, and you could rotate your Pokemon live all the time, and they just auto-attack. But, like, there's some weird things. Like, if you're walking, like, like games like Grand Theft Auto, for example, how many people have seen a red light and stopped at the red light? Like, no, we just go keep going through. This game, apparently, if you jaywalk enough times and you don't follow the red light, like a, a, a Yoki or a Pokemon, if you will, attacks you for disobeying the traffic laws <laughs> and kicks the crap out of you and yells at you. Like, it's, it almost reminds me of, like, Mr. Steady. Like, it was really interesting. <laughs> I love it. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty interesting. Um I'll have to kind of look more into it and, and see what it's uh, what it's all about. It's definitely been pretty popular in Japan, so it seems like now they're they're bringing that uh, over to the U.S. So it'll be interesting to see how well it does uh, here for sure. Um, is this something, Steve, that that you were interested in, or? Nope. <laughs> I saw I saw the blood. Nope. You saw the same Not presentation. I... What's that? <laughs> I, saw, I saw you nodding when I was talking about the, the the Yoki attacking you for jaywalking. So you must have seen the same presentation I did. I did. 
Mario and Luigi. I've enjoyed them both series. Uh, they're both interdependent, and they're both great. And I was wondering what they were going to do next, because the 3DS already has a Paper Mario, and it has a Mario and Luigi. Uh, I figured it would be another Mario and Luigi game, or they would do something with uh, the, the Wii U and put, like, Paper Mario back in the console. Uh, this was not what I was expecting, um, but I had a smile on my face the entire time. I thought it was charming. I thought it was neat how enemies you face, some of them are paper versions, some of them are, are like, 3D versions, that they're tongue-in-cheek, they they don't take him so seriously. I mean, Mario and Luigi had them paired up with their baby selves, so why not the paper version of Mario? And and I just think that's great because it's, it's just a fun game. It's not supposed to be serious. It's just supposed to be a lighthearted, action-packed, role-playing adventure. It's set in the Mario universe where you can just interact with crazy characters and have fun. And that looks exactly what this is going to be. So it's a must-buy, must-play. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm excited about it for sure. In fact, it might even be out of the digital events the game I'm most excited for, maybe. Um, just with knowing the preliminary information that we have about some of the games and stuff. So, uh, yeah, so definitely looks pretty interesting. Uh, so the last thing, then, is a new entry in the Metroid series, which is why I got my, my little shirt going here. Um, so this one here, um, Metroid Prime Federation Force. It is a co-op game, four-player co-op, online or local uh, first-person sci-fi adventure set in the Metroid Prime universe. You wear a mech suit and you work together as a team to clear out enemy-infested bases and complete objective-based missions. After you complete the missions, (laughs) then up to six players can compete in Metroid Prime Blast Ball, which is, yes, that little sneaky thing, Blast Ball, they introduced during the Nintendo World Championships without telling us it was Metroid-related, although most people kind of pointed out all the similarities. Um, so the game uh, releases in 2016. So, um, uh, so let me give my thoughts on uh, on this here. Uh, I'm 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 quite disappointed in this. I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm so disappointed in this right now. It's it looks so generic to me. I mean, there's certain elements that you can kind of pick out that are similar to like the UI of like a Metroid game and stuff, but like. The mech suits, I mean, all that stuff there. It's it's like it took Metroid Prime Hunters and took away all the feeling of Metroid and just kind of made it seem more generic in a way. Um, and the whole Blast Ball thing, I wasn't really feeling from the World Championships, too. Um, I mean, it's an interesting concept, but I don't know. I just It's just that part of the World Championships kind of dragged a little for me when they, when they had that gameplay. So to me, I mean, you know, yeah, you knew Metroid, great but this is completely different to like the other metroid prime games i, I don't know that it's it, that it really interests me i, I don't know I, what do you guys think <laughs> well I, i've said this before um and and yet another point that barry hates me about um that i'm, I'm not a huge huge metroid fan um but i have played enough to know that Metroid is always built upon this, this solitary feeling um, that, that things are really built around this, this feeling of wow I'm alone and I and, and the the fate of this planet and this civilization or whatever depends on me and um, and that's part of the reason why a lot of people didn't like other M 
because it was kind of like she was always connected to people and people telling her what to do and that sort of thing. And so um, for this to be you know some sort of co-op mission, um, kind of it is a departure, and I, I understand how a lot of people that are huge fan, friends uh, friends um, fans of the of the Metroid franchise would be upset with that. Um, but taking it just at, by itself, it, it doesn't seem that bad, I guess, of a game. Um, I think there's a lot of potential there. And it is releasing in 2016, so there's still a lot of time for them to really develop this into something better than what we saw today. Um, the whole Blast Ball thing is weird, that they would include it like in the way that the, the release like seems to be saying. It's like, after you've you know shot each other, then you can go play a game of soccer. Like, what? Like, that's just weird. And I hope that you just wrote it, like, after you complete these missions, then you can still have fun with this game because there's just other mode. Not after you shoot each other, then you go play soccer, because that's how it's written, and that sounds weird. Um, uh, but by, by itself, I was actually okay. I, I was watching the, the Nintendo World Championships. I was like, I kind of want that game. I hope it's like a $5 download. Um <laughs> because it, it seems like a, a fun little, you know, game, but to kind of incorporate it in the way it seems like it's going to be incorporated in this game sounds weird. Um, but I'm not, I'm, yeah, as a, as a Metroid game that carries the Metroid Prime, um, the Metroid name, I, I, I can see why, why Metroid fans would be kind of really disappointed in it. But given the fact that, that it, there's still time, I think we, we'll see further development and, and more polish as it goes on. Um, and I, and I think I'm, I think it's gonna be fun. Um, but it's, I, I can understand why Metroid fans would be upset, I guess. Uh, yeah, what about I, gotta, I gotta play devil's advocate again, only because for the sake <laughs> of discussion, uh, when I first saw the game, I was excited. Well, yeah, it's another Metroid game. And when I saw it, I was like, all right, I can kind of see where this is going. And I was happy they included Blast Ball. I'm like, oh, yeah, like the pieces are starting to come together. Okay. Well, that, like like Steve said, like a $5, $10 at most download uh, is what I figured. So the fact that it's included, cool. I look at it as a free bonus. But then I saw like, the treehouse, and I was watching it. And I can definitely tell you this. If this does not have voice chat, it is dead in the water. Because they needed, even with communication, they kept screwing up. And these are the treehouse people. Uh, I can just imagine with random Joe, get out of the cage, get out of the cage. Oh, you can't hear me, you fucking moron, get out of the cage. Why are you it, it was awful. Like, it really oh. was. It was awful to, like, hear them just yelling at each other. I'm like, I hope they're doing this for a show because this is this is pitiful. <laughs> and, like, I, I couldn't just imagine them, yeah, trying to play this game without being able to talk to each other. It would have been horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, without without voice chat, this game is unplayable, and I will I will say that now. At least in its current form, it is unplayable. So if they do not have voice chat, it's dead. But with voice chat there, which I'm assuming they're going to do, they're going to be smart enough to. I think, you know, a lot of people will be upset. I can see people being upset. It doesn't have Samus. It doesn't have isolation. I mean, there are people who are upset uh, at uh, other M because it shows Samus having a little bit of emotion. Uh, once in her life. And I loved Other M. I enjoyed the story. Uh, I didn't enjoy having to wait to put on the Varia suit uh, when I'm burning to death. But outside of that, I enjoyed the game. Um, so 
you know, I understand why people were upset about it. However, if there's one thing that the more recent Metroid games have shown us, that's Metroid Other M, that's Metroid Prime 3 Corruption, that's Metroid Prime Hunters, is that the universe is huge. And there's more than just Samus in the universe. There is a Galactic Federation. There are other bounty hunts. So, to, you know, this is like the making of the Star Wars movie centered around Boba Fett and other bounty hunters, but no Jedi in it. I mean, it's still the same Star Wars universe. It, you know, you don't need Jedi and Sith in it to tell a story because there's so much to the universe. And I think Metroid, that's what they're trying to do is branch out that universe because there are more characters to the universe than Samus. There are more, you know, villains to the universe than Metroid and Ridley and Mother Brain uh, and Kraid, you know, and I think that's what they're trying to do is branch out and here, now you, this, these are some of the squads that are going on. Maybe they're going on the same time that Samus is, is off doing Metroid Prime stuff or Prime 2 or Prime 3 stuff, and it's happening at the same time. I don't know, but I look at it as a side story that is telling a different story. And in that respect, I'm fine with it. I can enjoy it, and I think other people with an open mind can look at it that way after they calm down and enjoy it. What I think is going to happen is I think the backlash is going to be so huge that Nintendo is going to say, here's our original idea. You guys clearly don't want this idea, so instead we're going to have everybody in Samus suits. Now there's poor Samus because she touched the four morph ball, and, and now you're going to deal with it, uh, and this is what you're going to get. People are going to bitch and moan about that now uh, because you can't please everybody, and I really think that, that that's the moral of this E3 is you can't please everybody uh, because, because that's, that's the real, real truth of it. If you look at it as a side story, as another aspect of that galaxy, there should be no problem with it. But if you're the kind of person who you have to have the main character in every aspect of every story that's told in that universe, then not only are you closed-minded, but you'll never let the creators of that universe ever expand and tell more right. stories. Well, it's similar to like how people are, are really upset about what the that newest Halo game that wasn't focused on Master Chief or whatever it was. It's like oh, uh, it's a similar it's, thing, you know. Um, yeah, so it's like that, but I, I can't remember because I'm not a huge um, Metroid fan, and I definitely wasn't at that time, even close to into it as much as I am now. Um, what what was the was there any backlash when when Prime Hunters um, came out? Because it seems like a very similar sort of thing. I mean, we even talked about I think maybe it was one of you guys' uh, predictions. You know, an, a sequel to Prime Hunters, and that kind of seems what the, like this what this, what this is really. Um, it well, seems like in that same that. avenue of that. Prime Hunters, you were Samus, though. I mean, that's, right, but I mean, that's... like, the multiplayer aspect of it. Um, I mean, you were shooting each other, oh. but it was kind of like a, a side quest sort of thing. Like, this also exists in this, this sort of universe, and I think, you know, and you were fighting together sort of thing. So I think it's kind of in that same avenue. It's not exactly the same, but I think it's going in that sort of direction, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. like... like uh... You know, like you mentioned Halo, Halo 3 ODST and Halo Reach both didn't tell the story of Master Chief, and people were like, blah, 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 blah. You know, like, next next year, Star Wars Rogue One is coming out. That's going to, you know, not tell the story of Luke Skywalker or any Jedi, you know. Uh, they're going to backlash about that. And I really I really don't understand it. Like, why can't storytellers, and as a writer, you know, as a storyteller, it, it bothers me because, you know, I mean, I think about Mass Effect 3. 
And if you've ever played Mass Effect 3 or any of the Mass Effect games, you know you must know about the notorious ending. And I played that game, and I saw that first ending. And that ending, honestly, did not make a lot of sense to me. But that's what the writers wanted. And they were bullied into changing it. And they changed it in a sense that it made more sense, but it still didn't make everybody happy. And I think that if people are bullying creators into changing their vision into whatever these people want, I think as society we have failed. Because if people didn't like Romeo and Juliet and they bitched and moaned to Shakespeare to change the play, we would lose that aspect of that play. And I think that that transcends into the video game storytelling medium. Because video games are no longer a, a dot and a dash and, and two bleeps and, a, and a, two pong battles going on. They are stories. They are interactive stories. And they are real storytellers writing scripts and, and writing this out and creating. You know, Miyamoto creates these great, great universes. And so do so many other developers out there. But if they're shoehorned into keep making the same game over and over and over and over again and not being able to branch out or change stories, and Metal Gear Solid 2 is another one. Oh, we're going to get Solid Snake. Oh, what we have to play is Raiden. There was huge backlash over it. Like, people just can't be happy. They have to complain about something. Yeah. Um, I'll say uh, one of the things we really got to start to wrap things up, too, because it's been a long episode. Um the uh, I mean I think I think there's definitely people that are that are you know taking things way too far with with their you know like negative reactions to some of this stuff too. But I think I um, to kind of um, I guess offer another perspective as well on, on some of this too. At least why I was kind of disappointed with this uh, and and some of the other stuff today too. It, it's just the way that some of these games are presented. You know, I'm sure down the road when we see future trailers, learn more about the games, maybe there's going to be really interesting things that will get people excited about it. But it just seemed like, you know, for example, for this game, the trailer was very generic. There wasn't much Metroid about it. You know, like they, like if, they, if I were to have seen that trailer, you know, I'd been like, oh, yeah, the UI is kind of similar to Metroid, but like you don't get that, that Metroid feeling from the presentation there. Similarly, you know, you have, uh, some of the other announcements, like the, uh, you know, well, Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival, as an example, it just kind of, it wasn't, the, the trailer for it, the board game might end up being fun, but they didn't really show what the gameplay is about. It was just rolling the dice, these little events pop up that you lose bells or gain bells. Like, where, where are there mini games? Like, what's fun? Like, it just seems like a lot of these trailers for things that they announced was kind of just, underwhelming or, or just it didn't give us the full picture yet and obviously a lot of these games are in development but i think that at least personally some of the feeling of, of disappointment on some of it it's not that i'm not necessarily going to enjoy these games later it's just i feel like it wasn't presented well and especially with metroid the fact that they introduced blast ball randomly at the world championships first and then all of a sudden they happen to throw it in here and like oh by the way it's metroid related I mean, it's almost like the fact that it's Metroid-related was an afterthought because the first time they showed it was without telling us that it was even Metroid-related. You know, so it's kind of like you get this feeling of, like, the sense of, you know, what's so, where's the, the, the wow factor right, with some of these, which I'm sure we'll hear more about later, but just today we didn't quite get there yet. And granted, I have not seen the Treehouse Live stuff yet. I do want to go watch those later. I just haven't had Time, but yeah, it, um, it helps a lot to to see them in action um, at Trio yeah. and I, I think that's I kind of go back to my answer to your question is the experience. I mean, I think you 
it, it, you really need that experience because the, yeah, the presentation, the digital event wasn't that fantastic. What they, what they announced was all pretty great. I mean, in general, I was pretty happy with what they announced because like they seem like quality games and I'm excited about the majority of them, but what they showed of them and how they showed them was kind of like was lackluster. And I, I wish they would have chosen, you know, better ways to show them off um, to really get the hype up, I guess, a little more um, than what they did. Yeah. Another thing that hurt Nintendo uh, besides the leaks uh, that did happen, like Hyrule Warriors, we knew about. Uh, and, and I guess this is a negative thing about Nintendo, but it's a thing that a lot of people forget about when comparing them to Sony and Microsoft conference, is throughout the year, Nintendo holds directs. And each of those directs is kind of like a mini E3 where there's new announcements. If they didn't have those directs, Nintendo E3 would be beyond amazing because all that stuff would come out all at once. Instead, we get little mini E3s throughout <laughs> the year. So to expect the same grandoise that we used to get at E3 from Nintendo is just really asking for so much. They're already giving us gifts in these little directs throughout the year to whet our appetite. So, you know, you got to think about it that too. You know, especially if you had a mini direct, you know, and the Smash Brothers direct right before this. If the stuff from the mini direct and the Smash Brothers direct is all in this as well and it was an hour and a half long, people would probably be singing a different tune, at least for the most part. Right. Yeah, that is true too as well. Nintendo definitely... Um, you know, good or bad, I guess you could argue either way, really, but they have a different format for for E3, just for their announcements in general. Um, and <laughs> I think there are times when it definitely works for them. And, and then there are times where I guess some would argue that it, it, it doesn't, but it's, it's definitely a different format that they have. And um, it's, you know, something that uh, they've continued to kind of fine tune over the years and, and get better at. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they kind of progress, you know, moving forward with, with the way they they hold these kinds of presentations and announcements. So, um, so yeah, uh, that's pretty much it for, for, uh, for the digital events. Uh, those were all the, the big announcements. Um, and <clears throat> that is Nintendo at E3 so far. Who knows if they're going to have some random surprise announcement, you know, tomorrow or whatever. They tend to you know, you never know with Nintendo. They might just sneak something on us or uh, who knows. Like, we didn't even get the game from Retro Studios, uh, which I thought they were teasing. So who knows if we will at E3 or not. Uh, by the way, I don't think we mentioned this on the podcast. Star Fox Zero is also uh, being worked on with uh, Platinum Games. They're working with Nintendo on that. So that's pretty interesting. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what was the what was the, the game that uh, Next Level is helping with? Is that Was that the, the Metroid Prime game? Or uh, which one it was? I can't remember. Like Civil Games, E3, Nintendo. Let me do a search. Uh, but then no, we I don't, don't know what Monster Game is doing either. Oh, Monster it is Metro Press- Prime. Yeah, um, yeah that, that was cool to see. You know what they were working on, and I kept, I kept expecting one of them like, oh, yeah, this is Rare has been working on, or not Rare, uh, Retro. It's been really interesting for Rare. Um, retro would be, you know, bringing that. I actually thought of another, you know, really, uh, announcement would have been really cool if if they did have, you know, some sort of thing with the the um, ukulele or something like that. That would have been really cool to kind of bring that in and be like, ah, uh, you know, that would have been, you know, fun, some sort of surprise thing like that, um, you know. 
exclusive thing for a third party, but yeah, it's uh, but yeah, it, it, we still don't know what's what's retro doing. Right. Another new, yeah. new 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 weapons came out right now tonight, so hop on there and get mm. some weapons. Try it more Splatoon content, and the uh, Splatfest is coming up. Is that this weekend? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the first 19, ever Splatfest. Okay, gotcha. First ever Splatfest is uh, this weekend then as well. So, um, yeah. So uh, that's pretty much it, guys. Lots of uh, lots of stuff to kind of digest after E3 and then go back and watch all the Treehouse videos. Uh, watch the World Championships if you didn't watch that, and and just kind of you know the the good thing about Nintendo at E3 is they have so much content. I mean, they're constantly streaming stuff. I mean, there's there's a lot of content out there. So definitely worth kind of digesting over the next few days going through and, and watching it all for sure. Um, so, uh, still so, yeah. Else. <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. If, that's you, still if you were disappointed by the, the presentation, watch the treehouse. It, like it goes into depth so much more. Um, really the entire package that they put forth in E3 is really a lot better than just taking the digital event by itself. Right. Right. Absolutely. Uh, so that's that. That's Nintendo at E3 2015. So thank you to everybody that, that tuned in. So thank you uh, to, to Kyle, to uh, Duke CT for calling in, to everybody else, uh, Mike, um, uh, Ross, I think, was there as well. Um, so shout out to you all. Thanks thank for, you sticking, for to a, sticking with us for like two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. That's the doctor, um, Greg was still here. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um but, uh, yeah, thank you all so much. Stay tuned to NintendoFuse.com to know when the next episode is. Probably we'll give it a couple weeks uh, to kind of digest everything, and, and, and then we'll come back later uh, with another episode. But thank you all so much, and we will see you later. Have a good night. Yep. I'm pushing end. It doesn't want to end. Come on, talk shoe. Hey, goodbye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> I was hey, uh, the hangout. Remember that one time I kept ending. on going and going and going and going and going. It's it's, it's doing that right band. now. <laughs> so if anybody's it's listening, shout out Talkshu doesn't want to end. I think Talkshu is like fed up with us. That we've been talking so much. It's just like you know what? Just keep talking. Just go for it. All You're right, on, bye everyone. Bye. <laughs> bye. I'm hitting end. End. Bye. <laughs> Not working. You uploaded this and you're listening this far. Congratulations and thank you very much. We can't I'm leave. Closing. Oh, we're here for you like at this point. <laughs> I'm like Ferris I'm closing like, What are you still doing here? Again. Go home. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's try this again. All right, bye, everyone.